Welcome to the Galen Trombley Show. You can find me on Facebook at Galen Trombley, on Instagram at Galen Trombley, and on YouTube at Galen Trombley. Spelling G-A-E-L-A-N-T-R-O-M-B-L-E-Y. Enjoy the show. On episode eight of the Galen Trombley Show, we have Ryan Gwinnup. Um, we talk about his podcast, Slop Dog Radio, that is um, picking up traction and also talk about his wrestling background, his love of Genesee beer, and a few other fun topics. I hope you enjoy episode eight of the Galen Trombley Show. Welcome to the Galen Trombley Show. Welcome to episode eight of the Galen Trombley Show. Uh, today I have Ryan Gunup in in the house, and Ryan is the host of Slop Dog Radio, which was a podcast that he started within the year. Um, he is originally from Saranac, and uh, I'm excited to have him on the show. I've I've just recently heard about him um, and kind of doing some research. On him, I know we've both been um, interviewed on Craigcast by our friend Matt Craig, and uh, I've yet to listen to your your podcast, but um, like I said, I just found out about you, so I'm sure there'll be time for that, and I'd like to check it out. Um, but Ryan, uh, welcome to the Galen Trombley Show. Uh, how you doing tonight? Uh, pretty good. Thanks a lot, Galen, for having me on. Um, so first question I want to talk to you about is Slop Dog Radio. Okay, so kind of where did it start? What was the... Give us the whole background. Why'd you get into podcasting? Where did the name Slop Dog come from? You got a cool shirt on. Like, kind of give the listeners a little background on that whole process and how it came to to be an actual radio. So basically, since I've been, I guess, an adult, we'll say, we'll call 18 an adult, I've been around a lot of young kids. Uh, and by young kids, I mean like teenagers. And I coached at a high school for years. I coached at a community college for years, uh, wrestling. And I just kind of noticed that there was something about our culture, something about our young people that's gone kind of wrong, I guess you could say. Um, I call it on my show the the constant fight against the pussification of our great nation. And I guess what the point of the show is, is I want to get as many people on that are going through like a struggle, like starting a business or just doing anything interesting. And um, I really, I guess the point is, is to try to get back to, I miss old bar culture. You know, just grumpy old men sitting around bitching, I guess, is basically what Slop Dog Radio is about. And the name came from, I have um, this insane friend. Uh, his name is, we on the show, he's a friend of the show, we call him Paul the Mexican. And, uh, <laughs> and he just says insane shit all the time. And he, we were lifting together, he was in power lifting, and I was doing that with him. And he talks really fast, and he like talks with his hands, and he... I can't even explain it, but he comes up with comedy gold on accident all the time. And he's explaining to me, he goes, baby, this is what we should be doing, but we're slop dogs, baby. We don't fuck like that. And I'm like, what'd you just say? And it just, just rang with me. And uh, the name of my show for the first two months was called The Rant, which okay. the show's evolved. It started me just like bitching for 15, 20 minutes. <laughs> okay. And then I, and then everyone... I thought it was big because basically all 30 people would text me. All 30 people that are listening to it would text me. I'm like, dude, look at all the fucking, look at all the people that are listening. And so I kind of hit a brick wall and I just decided, a friend of mine said, why don't you just get on people that are doing shit in town? 
And I said, well, because I don't really like people. So I was like, well, we're kind of, my podcast leans a little right. So I said, well, I guess capitalism has a lot to do with that, like business owning. And so I said, why don't I just start getting business owners on young business owners? And we could just talk about that and their opinions on life. And uh, so it's really evolved and it kind of keeps changing from me bitching about something I hear in the news, me breaking it down because I just feel like this, we've turned into such a culture that I call it the clickbait culture. Like you see that big headline and you're like, oh, wow, this is, I can't believe this happened. And it's like, dude, did you read it? Did you do any research whatsoever? Um, so basically, you know, I'll take news stories and just like kind of break them down. We'll just have like a chit chat or sometimes it's me like just talking to myself for 20 minutes or whatever. So I guess I don't know what my show's about. <laughs> I guess I'm not really no, doing a good job selling it, but no, that's all right. <laughs> um, and is, this is what you said roughly May of 2018. So it's nine months in 10 months, yeah, whatever that ends up being. Eight yeah. months. Yeah. Probably that sounds about right. Um, now how, how often do you do the podcast? Well, I was doing it every week, once a okay. week religiously. Yep. And, uh, then I really got busy and I kind of like, I guess you can say overbooked. And then I was mm -hmm. doing two a week. And then since this is kind of, my show's kind of been getting popular. Use that, tread on that word really lightly, That's but, right, yeah. but uh, it's becoming more known. It's yeah. becoming more known. Yep. I, um, once a week, once every two weeks, you know, um, just whenever I feel like it. Cause as I've realized, like as I've tapped into this community, this podcast community, and even the mm -hmm. art community, there's no end to people that just want to talk about their shit. Mm -hmm. And I obviously want to listen to it. So I just, I used to get kind of nervous, like, oh God, I don't have anyone for this week or anything. And just, nah, it'll come. But pretty much to answer your question, I guess once a week. Okay. Yes. I mean, that's, that's basically what I'm shooting for. I, uh, but again, it's kind of one where I'm sporadic. My goal is to put one out a week. Mm -hmm. um, now, we just did one yesterday, and then you're doing one today. And the same thing next week, I have two people yeah. booked for it. So, and, and the other thing is, I think because sometimes we talk in a podcast and it might be kind of current event wise, meaning it might be relevant to the next day or two or a couple of days ago. So I don't want to delay it too much. I don't want to talk to you today and put it out three weeks from now because that would give me one person per week. Yeah. Um, so I really think that you would probably be put, your episode would probably be put out as soon as tomorrow or the next day. Um, just for that fact. But I'm really trying to focus on getting one person a week. Now, the good thing is I've yet to have anybody cancel on me because that's the one thing where if I, if I set it up and it's like one a week and all of a sudden someone bags it and it's like I need to either rush to get someone on I've yet to hit that, which is, I mean, it'll be a time where I'll hit it, but I've had to think, do I, do I get four or five episodes deep where I kind of have a queue in line? So if I do have a dropout, it's fine. Is that what you did? So have you had that yet? I actually had my first nightmare about a month ago. Okay. Um, I'm always a podcast ahead or I always was. So I would yep. record one and like, it'd be like a really vague one. And that would kind of be like, if anything happens, I got this one. So I was actually, okay, gotcha. like, I was actually like pretty responsible. Kind of like it. your safety tire. Exactly. Yeah. So I had a guest who I went to high school with who had a big struggle with addiction. And I, I've talked about it on my show before. Um, heroin is a huge problem. In our, in, and also I'm addressing a lot of problems too that I don't think a lot of people are talking about. So he actually reached out to me and um, it was, it's kind of weird to be like, Hey, I want to come on your show and talk about heroin. And I was like, yeah, um, just so you know, like, blah, blah, blah. I gave him a quick chit chat. So Paul, the Mexican was over at my house and, uh, we, you know, we were just drinking beer, watching TV. I said, Hey, do you want to do a podcast just in case at any chance? Um, my friend bails on me. I don't want to say his name, but, uh, 
in case my friend bails on me, um, we'll have something. Mm-hmm. So we were just in the middle of this heated conversation about Instagram and how it's the death of the world and everything. And we had an awesome hour and a half. This, this is with, with Paul. Paul. This is with, yeah, Paul. Paul the Mexican. Paul the Mexican, okay. yes. And Paul, you know, he's answering his phone. Is He was going somewhere else. And he said, no, 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 I'm doing a podcast. He's texting everything. So finally, we got at a point, like, Paul, thanks a lot. So um, I ended up going out with him. And I'm sitting there in the bar at Mickey's. And it just dawned on me that there's a step on my computer to saving a podcast that I didn't go through. And I'm like, just thinking, and I'm like, oh, I got to go. You lose it. I lost it. Get a phone call at nine o'clock that morning. Ryan, I just can't make it today. I'm just not ready to talk about it. So I'm like, no way. And so I just, that's when I decided, you know what? I'll put them out when I, I'll put them out when I'm ready. Yeah. I'll put them out. I'm not going to force it. Um, you know, I know, you know, who Joe Rogan is, mm-hmm. you know, you might not hear from Joe Rogan for two weeks, mm-hmm. you know, then one month he has three of them. Mm-hmm. And the way I've kind of realized what happens is there's like a lot of, I guess we'll call popular people in town that I've done shows with that do really well. Mm-hmm. And then there'll be a lot of um, like ones I do by myself that don't do that well. Mm-hmm. So I always like to kind of space them apart just so that last one gets as much attention as it can. Mm-hmm. But other than that, I, I just, there's no force. So you do so some just solo, solo no guests, guess, just you talking. talking? Oh yeah. No about topics? topics? Okay. Um, so so kind of on the same, same, same boat with, I, I haven't had anybody cancel, which is good. Um, I, I know it's at some point will probably happen. I won't. I won't freak out. To be honest, if somebody cancels, I try to do most of my podcasts early in the week if I can. Yeah, days a Tuesday, like a Monday, Tuesday. So if something really happened, I could. I mean, I'm sure I could swing somebody in real quick. You know, if I really had to just reach out and say, "Hey, can you do one tomorrow?" Just kind of call around. I'm sure I could fill it. I haven't had that. Haven't had to have the chance. But kind of like you said. Um, when it comes down to, like you said, some some not doing well versus others, um, I've, I've talked from, <coughs> excuse me, I've talked from the beginning, this podcast to me is selfish, meaning I really don't care what anybody thinks when they listen to it. Like, you might like it, you might hate it, I'm not, I, I'm, I'm only bringing on people that I want to actually talk to. Okay. Meaning, if, if for some reason, I, I don't want to bring someone on that I think, well, if they were on, it would be really cool, I think a lot of people would listen to it, mm-hmm. but I don't really have any kind of... Any place that I want to have a discussion with. And there's some people that I really like that maybe I just don't want to talk to for two hours or whatever. Now, the, the other side of the coin, too, is, um, you know, there's times where I'll probably bring people on and it might not be good. might not, you know, like you said, if you did one by yourself and nobody listened to it, I could have somebody listen. I don't really know the numbers. I don't know what's good or bad for, for, listener, for listenership. But if I do one and has only a couple downloads and barely anybody listens to it, that's fine. Like, I really don't, at the end of the day, I don't care. Like I said, it's more selfishly who I like to talk to. So mm-hmm. if I like to talk to somebody and everybody else doesn't like me talking to that person, that's fine. I don't care. Because at the end of the day, I'm really trying to focus on doing something that I, I like or people I want to talk to because it's, you know, it's a time commitment. And for me, it's, I don't want to waste my time talking to people that I don't want to talk to. Um, so I think, like, like you said, you're, you're kind of bringing on people that, you would have a general interest in and want to talk to. I don't, am I, am I kind of, yeah, no, you're hitting the nail on the head because, and I'm sure you're experiencing this already. There's been a plethora of people like, dude, yeah, you should like have me on. We should hang out. It's like, buddy, Mm -hmm. I love you, but you know, you're not, go ahead, go ahead. ahead, So that's my next thing. Have you turned people away yet? Because what I think this is going to turn into, I haven't really had it yet. 
but I could see people asking to be on the podcast, being like, "Hey, can I? Can I be? I want to come on. I want to. I want to be on the podcast." It happened. Hit, it happened to me the first week. Okay, I haven't hit that point yet, but to be honest, I, I really am not like. If I want you on the podcast, I will. I will ask you to be on the podcast, and it's not to be like a, not not to be like a standoffish or anything like that, but. Like, I have a list of people that I want to talk to, and some people you've heard of, some people you haven't heard of. It, I mean, there's a whole variety, but as soon as people start saying, hey, get me on the podcast, get me on the podcast, you could be like, can I get on the podcast? But actually, yeah, I want you on it, but I don't know. What, so what's your experience with that? So I mean, both, both things have happened to me. So um, a couple people have reached out to me and said, hey, you want to like do this? I have this to talk about. I'm like, you know what? That's actually a pretty good idea. I didn't even yeah. think of that. Yep. That's happened. Uh, another thing's happened. Uh, I, I I don't like to use names on my show, so I'll just keep. I like to keep That's everything. Fine, yeah. yeah. So, I did a, I did an episode. Did you, you hear the story about the referee cutting uh, the the kids' the dreads? Hair of the wrestler. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So being involved in wrestling, you know, for almost two decades, the the story's complete bullshit. Um, that's not. The story's not true, and that was a fake story. Um, and basically the rules dictate, it doesn't, wasn't that out of New York? No, it was in New Jersey. Oh, okay. Maybe it was just out. Okay. Keep going. Yeah. So, um, I don't know if you want me to get into that. I don't want to get into it, but, uh, whatever. So, uh, I, I just did a podcast 20 minutes of me just explaining that that is the rules. If you're in wrestling, you see people get their haircut all the time. They call it the wrestler's haircut when you push your hair down and they cut it above your eyes. Um, as far as the dread goes, I've seen coaches with the, you know, cutting the dreads or with this, it's just something that happens literally all the time. And it was blown into a thing. So there's this guy I know who's a referee and he's, you know, dude, if you need a referee on to get my perspective, blah, blah, blah I'm like, yeah, probably not. <laughs> I'm probably not going to do that. Yeah. And then, uh, like I said, another friend of mine who's just a real cool chick. She's one of these like punk rock lesbian type chicks. Mm-hmm. Um, has like got a hold of me to do one. And uh, I think she was drunk actually when she texted me, but she's just cool enough and we hang out enough to where I'm like, you know what? That makes a lot of sense. Let's do that. Yeah. So it's worked both ways. So, so who, um, like I said, I, I apologize with, um, I, I, I don't do a lot of background before my podcast. Stop apologizing, dude. Just because, uh, organic. No, that's huh? Let it come organic. Stop apologizing. Well, I mean, I, meaning, meaning I, I apologize not knowing what you're, uh, really knowing what your podcast is like about like i said i just i really just found out about it the other day um and i haven't had a chance to actually listen to it so that's why i'm kind of asking some questions where maybe i should i should have had some background but i don't really i've told most of the guests most of my background if i don't know you already literally comes in and we just kind of talk about what do you want to talk about like you i'm like i don't know like actually i think i asked you what your last name was too so and you said it wrong by the way in the introduction what is it how do you pronounce it gwen up i thought i said that you said gwen up gwen up gwen up yeah. You know, it's, it's actually, it's fine. When I was living in Buffalo, I just went by Gunup. It was just way easier than like, no, it's actually Gwyn. Like, no, Gunup. So almost like GW, like Gwyn. Yeah. And like then I, Tony Gwyn. And then I said that once upon a time at a wrestling tournament. Okay. And they're like, okay, yeah, got it. And then I got called on the mat, Ryan Gunwup. I'm like, I guess it was fine the first so time. Ryan Gwynup. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. So, um, yeah. So like I said, a lot, a lot of the stuff that I have, so I, um, yeah, so Again, kind of leading into what I wanted to ask. So, who have you had on the show so far? Um, I had the, the last bigger one was. Uh, well, actually, I guess I've had a few bigger ones, but uh, you, my friend Heath Andre, uh, he's launching a clothing line. I know you've heard of Chalk Barbell by now. Um, I do you have an Instagram? I do. Okay, L. I think Ellie. 
Ellie might have mentioned it to me. Yeah. Um, or maybe Sam. Sam might have mentioned. Someone mentioned it to me. Um, I didn't. I don't know the guy personally. And honestly, he's a real I, cool dude, and we came up together and uh, used to party together. And he's always. He's just a really cool kid. I'm not. He's not giving me any money, by the way. But uh, <laughs> he. The, my whole thing with like gym lines and stuff like that is it's it's all bullshit. It's stupid. I don't care what my t-shirt says. I'm working out in it. Mm-hmm. But he's launching his fitness line. And he's put a lot of heart and a lot of his heart and soul into it. So I just known the kid, and he's always had like these like side businesses. That he's always been doing. So he'll go to work full time just to dump money in a side project. So for him, what I wanted to do was I wanted I don't want to sell your T-shirts. It doesn't matter to me anyway. Not to everybody. It doesn't matter what they say. But you have an awesome story because since you were 16 years old, you go to work just to, you know, he had like a car detailing business, you know, and then he bought a garbage truck. The kid was a corrections officer and then was there for a year and a half and goes, fuck this, quit his job and then bought a garbage truck and just did that and then went back to being a salesman at Taylor Rental and then wanted to launch this clothing company. So I said to me, in my eyes, every clothing company is, it's all the same. And so I said, let's talk about you. Let's sell Heath Andre. And I think it went well. And then I just had the guy who owns and operates a trash cast. I don't know if you've heard about that one yet. Um, no. They're actually like the biggest one in town. Okay. And uh, they're, they're just a bunch of punk kids that do like news stories. And they do like a two to three hour show. where they Is that the, is that the same one as Trashburg? Yeah, it's Trashburg.com, Trashcast, yeah. So trash cast is the, the podcast. Yeah. Do? And then like okay. they do like all these like goofy videos where they're like fat shaming their friends into like losing weight. So they have, uh, they all have, they're all like good at something. And there's like the Matt Hall kind of runs the reins in, I guess you can say. Okay. And then there's like a guy who's like good at video editing and then they have like a bunch of artists and there's like a bunch of them and they do this video. They're doing this video right now. It's like a fake competition, but it's actually a real competition. <laughs> so they have two fat friends and it's called Plattsburgh's Trashiest Loser. And okay. they have, so they dress up hair and makeup and they have like these two really douchey trainers, which is just two guys on the show. And uh, the one guy, what's his name? Austin Petrashoon has like this big beard and like sunglasses. And he's like, all right, so like what I'm thinking we're going to do. And, and then the other ones like has like a buzz cut and he like talks really fast. You know what I mean? We got to cut out carbs kind of thing. And like there's, so whoever loses, I don't want to, I don't want to ruin it, but I already know who the winner is. Um, whoever loses has to stand out on the four corners of downtown Plattsburgh and eat butter with a sign that says, I'm a fat disgrace or something like that. And, uh, yeah, so he was the last guy on. And then, uh, Robert Hugis was another big one. Robert Hugis. Uh, he was, he was in charge of the self-defense tactics at New York state police for 15 years. Okay. And now he owns uh, an MMA gym in town. Oh, cool. And then I had the owner of, uh, Plattsburgh combat sports. Okay. So mainly just kind of, I guess, yeah. mainly just punks and fighters. I guess is basically. <laughs> I was gonna say it's a different space than I know, but that's 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 cool though. I mean, so, um, so I guess doing this, what is what has been your biggest, uh, like, what have you learned from doing this? So, what, it, good, bad. I mean, what's your experience so far? Because how many episodes are you in right now? Thirty. Okay, so over thirty episodes. What's your experience with? With podcasting, obviously you still like it because you're still doing it. It's been, you know, it's been weird, and I I hope you go down this route too. Like I said, like you're like, oh, I haven't experienced it yet. The thing is, is like you're just gonna, yeah. And it, I don't know. I just it's put me to these weird walks of life where I'm probably never gonna sit in a realtor's office. You know, this isn't my thing. Mm-hmm. But just doing this, you get put into like a bunch of people's thing. Like I did a show for 
one guy and I'm in his art studio and there's just all these insane paintings on the wall. And it's like, yeah. dude, I would never hang out here, yeah. but it puts you into contact with just so many people, man. It's, it's really neat. I, I, think, I think that's part, part of the fun. I, we, we were discussing, um, before we started kind of like, he's like, Hey, so w w what's your, what do you want to do with this? Like what, what's, what's your goal with the podcast? And we kind of talked that I think there's not really a goal. We just, I mean, I think both of us, um, both enjoy podcasts. I mean, I listen to podcasts all day long. I'm in the car a lot. Um, and even just working at the office, I have podcasts playing or, or at night or whatever. Um, so part of it is just, I like podcasts. So I'm like, Oh, you know what? It's, why don't I just host one? Cause I think it'd be fun. And I think the benefit of it is I get to meet people that I otherwise wouldn't have met. Exactly. And the other thing, when we talked, we talked about this, like we're doing more of a long form podcast and what is yours typically run out time wise? Dude, anywhere from three hours to 15 minutes. Okay, so, so my, mine is geared more towards long form in yeah. the sense, and I, I use the analogy of a car ride, meaning if, if you and I or you and whomever were driving, say, to Albany or New York City or whatever, there's always a certain point in that car trip that you, you know, maybe you just take off and you get down to, like, Peru Sable and you're sipping your coffee and you're kind of checking your phone and everything else. Well, there's a certain point in the trip, typically in the middle of the Adirondacks, and anybody up here knows exactly what I'm talking about where you almost zone out and you kind of just become like more in tune with just like maybe the person in the car with you or maybe the, what you're listening to. And then you a lot of times have more in depth, thoughtful conversations because there's nowhere to go and you can only check your phone so many times to, to update your Instagram or whatever that all of a sudden, you know, maybe are we updating our Instagram while we're driving? What's if you're, you're, I'm saying if you're in the passenger seat, oh, gotcha, you're, like, gotcha, you're just like looking at the, the, gotcha. the feed. Um, but as you're like driving down, so say 45 minutes into the trip, well, now you have, you're getting to the Adirondacks, blah, blah, blah. You know, just there's a point where you start to have a conversation with the person in the car with you. And it could go, it could be your spouse, you know, significant other, it could be a couple buddies. But then you just start coming up with like ideas. It's almost like, gotcha. it's almost like sitting in the shower or, you know, maybe mowing the lawn and all of a sudden like, mowing the lawn an hour later your mind's just wandering like I find there's clarity when I don't know how to put it but there's clarity when um, there's not as much distractions and you're forced just to sit you know what I mean it could just be like day, remember daydreaming in class like back in like high school sitting there looking out the window like you, you start thinking about other things so I find that a long term a long form podcast if you get in 20 minutes to a half hour into a podcast and they're like okay we're done sometimes you miss layers of the conversation exactly, yeah. or layers of the guests and what happens is as you start going deeper and deeper, I believe the conversation typically in a podcast gets better and better. Mm -hmm. starts out kind of slow. Maybe if you know the person or don't know the person, you're kind of, you know, feeling each other out a little bit. And then you get into just kind of a kind of a good cadence throughout the whole thing. And then it really just turns into a, you know, it, it just kind of takes a life of its own. Um, that's the part that I like is that when I talk to somebody, if it's a, say it's a, roughly about a two hour, you know, it could be three hours, it could be an hour and 40 minutes, whatever. You hit a certain point where the conversation really goes a little deeper than, you know, what's your background? What do you do? What do you like? And then it starts going into more, you know, like I said, layers deep, which is what I like, which is the reason why I do more of a long form versus short form. So that it allows me to meet people, but also allows me to go deeper in a conversation with somebody than I otherwise would do in today's, you know, kind of fast paced, you know, kind of. Uh, attention grabbing world where you know people can't and I'm one of them can't stay focused for more than a few seconds right. so it really allows us hey there's no phones we're sitting here talking no distractions and you can actually have a conversation which you don't otherwise do on a normal day-to-day -day thing unless you're driving in the car to 
you know, a long distance road trip kind of thing. Yeah. Does uh, that make sense? Yeah, no, a hundred percent does. So yeah, exactly what you're saying. Like when you get in these podcasts and you get in like these shows and other shows I've been on, it always pretty much starts out the same way. You know, what are you doing? You know, where are you from? And then you just strike a nerve somewhere where, you know, if you've listened to my show, we're talking about aliens or we're talking about mm-hmm. uh, child sex rings or whatever. And like, it just goes off the rail sometimes. And another interesting thing I've learned about doing this podcast stuff is it's really funny because I consider so many people friends now mm-hmm. that I've only met once <laughs> just because other than, it's a weird feeling to have a two, three hour conversation with somebody who you just met. I mean, us right now. Us right now. Yeah, exactly. And then we're going to leave it. I mean, how many other people, podcasts aside, do you just talk to for two or three hours? Yeah. They're yeah. friends. Yeah, it doesn't happen. And uh, it, it's kind of weird where I had to stop by um, Matt Craig's office before I came here. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's funny when my girlfriend was telling me about you, she said that, oh, he knows your friend Matt. And Matt Craig is not the person I would consider my friend, but I, I'm like, oh yeah, my friend Matt stopped by his office today after we've text, you know, we on Instagram and Snapchat or, mm-hmm. and everything. And like, I know the guy mm-hmm. and then I was just looking at him today and it dawned on me. I'm like, this is the second time I've ever seen this motherfucker. You know what yeah. I mean? It's weird. It, it, it's really weird. Yeah. yeah. No, and I think that happens. Um, it'll and it'll probably be the same thing. thing. Like you see somebody and like, you may not, yeah, you may not be your, your best friend or whatever, but I think you have, It'd be one where like we have a conversation and if I see you out and about, we could have another conversation yeah. and it wouldn't be weird. Yeah, exactly. You know? and, yeah. And, uh, and that's not, I mean, the goal is not to sit there and like, I guess, make best friends, but I think it's, it's to get to know people. It just organically. Exactly. Kind of that's, that's, that's just a byproduct of the conversation. And, and, and it's funny because I was just watching one of those, I don't know, I don't watch a lot of TV, but it was it, my wife had it on. It was something over the weekend, like one of the NBC or CBS morning yeah. shows. And they were talking about podcasts, like as like this like, I mean I, I take it for granted because I've been listening to podcasts for a while and yeah. I really, I kind of I'm more in tune with that space than I think the average person. So then they're like, I mean podcast 101 is what they're talking about. So like people are like oh podcasts like what are those and like kind of geared towards that audience. So my wife's like oh that that's pretty cool and I'm like I knew like everything they're saying I knew but it was funny when they showed that. And I was listening to Joe Rogan the other day, and he said the same thing. Like, all we're doing is talking. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and take someone like Joe Rogan who makes a living off of doing it. He says, we're doing the same thing everybody else is doing every single day. We're having conversations. Yeah. He goes, obviously, they're in a position where they're a known entity, meaning he's a person that people you know recognize. And he obviously puts out a good product, has good guests, and everything like that. But they're saying, like, voice was the first first medium to get or yeah medium to get out to people meaning before tv there was radio you had the talk you had you had radio broadcast back in whenever it was the 30s and 40s that's how people consume media and it's changed to 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 tv then it's changed to the internet and social media and stuff like that and what's funny is kind of like fashion there's there's shelf lives and i find that voice is going from Whenever voice was, I don't know the exact time, but say 20s, 30s, 40s, somewhere in that range. Now it's starting, okay, so now we're 60, 70 years you know, later than that point, and voice is now becoming more powerful. The reason being is nowadays in people's, um, what I was saying about before, like busy lives and not being able to focus and everything else, it's so much easier for me to put a podcast on and just do work and listen to it through my headphones or just on, you know, on speakerphone or whatever than it would be for me to sit down and watch a video. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think part of it is allows allows us to multitask 
but I can still consume it as an entertainment source, but I, I can also do other stuff. I, I just think there's a lot, there's a universal um, part of podcasts also being is if you like anything, I mean, if you like, they, again, on that TV show, they brought up knitting. There's a podcast about somebody who does knitting. A po- I mean, I would have no, I would never listen to it, but somebody that likes knitting or gardening or artwork or music or whatever, I, I subscribe to a Dave Matthews um, podcast. Two guys, they just talk about Dave Matthews music. Is that horrible? Is it good? No, I, I'm, I like Dave. You don't like Dave Matthews? Dude, not at all. No. Okay. So I, 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 I do like, I, I like that kind of music. So, but, but, but here it is. Like, see, you would never listen to it. That, but for me, I stumbled upon and it. And I'm sure those guys do very well doing it too. Well, it's just two guys that sit there and like, I don't agree with everything, but it's kind of cool to hear a perspective. Sure. Like you would probably listen to maybe like a wrestling podcast mm-hmm. or whatever that was in your yeah. realm of, of interest. But the thing is, podcasts, they're out there. Mm-hmm. Like you, can, you can consume these podcasts. And then you have stuff like, this show or your show that maybe doesn't follow a certain theme um, or takes on many themes depending on the guest. Um, and then some people just like the general the general podcast. And maybe like the, the, the guests or I, I think most podcasts are driven by the host. I, I would agree. You know, would you agree on that? Yeah. For the, yeah. I mean, the, obviously the people coming on, but like there's times I'll listen to Joe Rogan. I have no clue who the person is they're talking to. I just know it's gonna, the, the, the style that I'm going to like. Yeah. Um, and then sometimes I pick and choose based on the guests. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think uh, there's a few reasons I think that the podcasts are kind of taken off the way they are. I think this generation, and I, by that I kind of talk about people like me and you, like our age demographic. We've kind of seen, I, I feel like we've kind of seen everything. Every new movie was a book 20 years ago or a movie 10 years ago. I mean, after Avatar, what are you going to do? That story was marginal at best and you had amazing CGI. Mm-hmm. It's in every other movie. Every comic book has been written to death, and I just kind of feel like now it's almost like, not that it's like cyclical, but almost like it's going backwards to where, you know, this, where people are kind of looking for almost more authentic content, you know, it doesn't get any more authentic than just two dudes talking about Dave Matthews, Mm -hmm. you know, that's it, you know, we've seen everything, and it's just kind of like a boring pattern, like in movies and entertainment, and like, I don't know, that's just where I'm with it, that's why I think they're taking off, because I think people... I'm just tired of it, and you can't. It's just so hard. Are you gonna binge watch a, a vampire show for mm-hmm. three weeks? I don't know. I just feel like this is where we're le- what we're left with. Um, I mean, do, do you drive a lot in the car? Do you listen to them in the car podcasts? Like when, when would you consume podcasts for the most part? Um, well, I don't. Or do you consume a lot of podcasts? I don't eat them, but uh, I um, I listen to them probably right before bed. Oh really? Okay. Uh, and then in the car, the thing is, is I, I live in Plattsburgh now and I work in Plattsburgh. So my car rides like 10 minutes. So I tried actually listening to one and if I'm busy for like an hour, hour and a half podcast, it'll get me, I don't know. It'll take me three days, four days if I just do it in car rides. So, but I usually like to get it when I normally watch TV. I like to just tune out and just listen to a podcast. Do you do other stuff while you're listening to podcasts? It depends. Normally it's just right before bed. I just want to tune everything out. Usually my girlfriend falls asleep before I do. Mm-hmm. And I just like to listen to him pretty much. Um, Cause I'm the exact. So, so take my day today. I've been to Moore's. I've been to Plattsburgh. I've been to Peru. I've been to in and around Plattsburgh. So I was, I probably have been in the car today. Close. I'd say probably an hour and a half total of drive time, maybe two hours. Perfect. Um, so like I can, I can go through a podcast usually a day. Like, and Depending, like, I'll come here in the morning if I'm working on stuff before I'm, like, really talking to people on the phone. I'll just have a podcast playing while I'm just doing right. 
emails or, or doing some files and things like that. Um, like tonight, I'm going to go home and I got a couple things to finish up before bed. I'll just put a podcast, throw some headphones on and just listen to it. So uh, washing the dishes, you know, the other day, snow blowing, I mean, doing, doing yard work, things like that. That's what I listen to over music. So for me, it's just a, I, I can only listen to, again, I like Dave Matthews or whatever. I mean, whoever yeah, yeah. it may be, but I can only, I, I've heard the songs a million exactly, times. Yeah. OAR, I've heard them a million times. But, um, but if I can sit there and listen to a brand new podcast, like to me, it's just people having a conversation, but it's, you know, whatever. It kind of, it's funny. It's an escapism for me. Now, how many, how many podcasts do you listen to? Like as far as like, because I, I'm kind of in a weird spot where. Overwhelmed. Uh, yeah, because there's just so much because this this whole thing, as you're starting to realize, it's just a big network of I do your show. So people listen to my show and kind of vice versa. So if you're on like Joe Rogan and everything, I mean, there's just a so I've narrowed it down to um, like four that I really try to listen to. And then every now and again, I'll take a peek. Like, I don't even listen to the shows I'm on. Like I, well, there's a couple like so. So one, I actually uh, I've never done cross promotional podcasts no no which is which is you're on one obviously but honestly the reason that was sam came here the other day to get get the new cavanaugh merchandise it looks dope um so but you you and uh or she got it for you guys and then she goes oh my boyfriend does a podcast so i'm like okay and then she said who you were and she I said what podcast is and she told me and i had seen that you had been on matt craig's podcast i didn't and i didn't listen to the episode uh, but then i'm like you know what? I'm going to have him on because I want to talk to him about basically what we've been talking about. Like, you know, what's your experience with podcasts and, and things like that. Because I think obviously we're kind of cut from the same cloth a little bit in the sense that we're trying. We obviously have an interest in it. Um, but I wasn't really thinking about, hey, I'm going to get him on and then hopefully all his people listen to me. Like I, like I said, I'm, I'm not. That was actually my wasn't my intention at all. But. Um, but that's just the way it works, though. It, you know what I mean? Work, like, yeah. yeah, that's just the way it works. And, and uh, so there'll be a byproduct of that, which which will will help. Um, but how many podcasts that I actually listen to? I I probably have downloaded on my phone fifteen to twenty. Okay. Um, I would say out of those fifteen to twenty, I go in spurts. I would say right now I'm really between probably one, two, three. Got three to four max where I'm like, I, I would like, what are I, they? Um, Joe Rogan. Yeah. Um, the fighter and the kid. I don't know if you've heard that. So they're two comics. They, uh, okay. You've listened to Joe Rogan, Brian Callen and, uh, Brendan Schaub. Yep. So they do a podcast together. Okay. I listen to probably 90% of those. They talk about nothing. They just make fun of people. They're two comics. So yeah. They just, they just, they just banter back and forth. They, t- they talk filth. It's just, it's a it's pure escapism. It has not does not benefit me in anything besides just let my mind wander and, and enjoy driving my car. Um, I listened to a couple business ones. Um, Did you listen to uh, Business Wars? No, I've never heard of that, dude. So Business Wars, I, I, I'll, I'll mark it down to check it out. But I'm so antsy. I'm just gonna keep cutting you off. No, um, you're good. But yeah, basically, it's a documentary style podcast where they just talk about two rival businesses. And the first one they did was Blockbuster and Netflix. Okay. And it's actually like pretty badass. Like imagine like Andy, but like, you know, like the biography channel kind of type thing. Mm-hmm. And there's like kind of like some voiceovers and stuff like that. That's, it's pretty neat. You should go check it out. Business Wars. Business Wars. It's on okay. Wondery. I don't know if you know what Wondery is. No. 
I'll, I'll check it out though. But yeah, go check it out. Um, so like like I said, my podcasts are, are very limited in scope of what I actually like would listen to. Um, and they've gone. I've gone in spurts while listening to some, and then there's some that I just wound up deleting because I'm just like, you know, what? I'm just not into that yeah. anymore, or not really, or not enough that I want to listen to it. Um, so I would really like. And as life's gotten busier, I I listen to them when I can. I, every day I listen to a podcast. Yeah. But I, I mean, I don't finish a podcast every day. I listen to it, you know. So it could be like you said, I get through half of it, and then I pick up the next day, and I finish it the next day, and then I just scroll through and just be like, okay, what's, who's the last three guests? Um, okay, that one looks good. I'll listen to it. Um, like even, we mentioned Matt. So our buddy Matt Craig did Craigcast. So I was, um, he started it, and I was episode, I was episode two. I listened to, um, I think I've listened to three of his episodes, and he's on episode 11. Mm-hmm. I actually had lunch with him today, and I told him that. I'm like, not not that I don't want to listen to it, but, like, I just don't have time to listen to everything, like, to stay up on all his podcasts, and he's done very well. He's had some really good good guests, but um, just time-wise, I can only listen to so many things. So, yeah. And he's like, yeah, that's, that's, like, that's fine. Like, you know, if it's somebody that – and the other thing, too, is it's who the guests, like, I didn't know who you were. I saw that you were on there. Mm-hmm. You know, he had a couple other people that went on, and, like, I don't know him, or maybe somebody I heard of, but I don't really know him, and they may not listen to it. Mm-hmm. And then there's a couple people that are buddies of mine that have been on, and I'm just like, oh, yeah, I'll listen to my friend's podcast or whatever. So I think it's it really comes down to, like, I'll download your podcast if I like the host, yeah. and I'll listen to your episode time slash guest, yeah. if that makes well, sense. Well, the, the Matt Craig, it's funny, because like I said, we had this conversation, became friends with one another just doing it. I have not downloaded one episode or listened to the one I was even on. Yeah. But uh, so, and I mean, I, I, he says he listens to mine, but I don't know if he does or not. But I, I, uh, I listened to my episode, but it was, he gave it to me beforehand. And he I also, think, he does a good job too. He, he does. Yeah. And, and um, I thought he did a real, real good and it was just starting. So he was super testing it out at the very beginning, but he gave it to me and I listened to it as more of like a, um, feedback kind of deal. Mm-hmm. Like, what did you think of it? So I, I, I did listen to that. Um, I've listened to a couple of mine purely for just to make sure that everything sounds did you, decent. Did you hate it? No, I'm used to my voice. Oh, yeah? I really... So I, I, I do a lot of... It's it's funny. So actually, I, um, I asked Ryan before. I said, hey, have you ever... Because we were talking a little bit about you know branding and things like that. And I said, have you ever heard of me until the last couple of days? He goes, no. So Which is fair enough. So I'm like, the... About a year ago, I started doing video a lot for, for real estate. Yeah. So I've done probably 50 videos, maybe more, um, real estate-wise. And the first few times, like, man, that's like, because I'm hearing my voice and nobody likes hearing their voice. It sounds weird, doesn't it? It sounds weird. But I've gotten to the point now where I, I'm just, I'm, I'm, like, I'm used to it. It's honestly like me listening to somebody on the radio that I, I've heard of before. Um and not even thinking twice about it. So it's weird. Like I've gotten over the hump where I think I sound weird. I've gotten over the hump with video. I look like, I look like, I look what I look like. You know what I mean? Like I'm not like people overthink what they sound like, what they look like. And to me, it's like, you are who you are. Just put it out. Yeah. Cause guess what? Nobody's critiquing you. You're the only one critiquing yourself. So I look, but the only reason I listened to the first couple podcasts was just to make sure, and I haven't listened to like all of them all the way through. I, I listened to one all the way through just because I was working one day, and it just ended up being like about two hours, and I finished it. Um, but it was more just to check to make sure the sound was good. Of yours sure, or Matt's? Of mine, okay, my gotcha. own. Matt, I've listened to three. I've listened to Ryan Lee, 
I've listened to mine because I, I did it when he was before he even put it out. And another realtor, uh, his name is Phil, uh, well, Philip out um, St. Lawrence County. And those are the only three or three that I've listened to. Um, but I mean, he's got some other good guests on there. He had Bullfrog from fucking uh, one hundred and seven. Yes, I, I saw him. I don't know who he is though, so um, I have no clue. Hello, Sam. You just you don't have to sneak in. You're actually gonna be on camera, so. This is what I said. I, my, my, my podcast is very... Uh, here, you can have a seat here if you want. Um, okay, you can stand. I don't care. Um, I was actually telling him before, I said, you know, we don't... It's not very scripted, so it's not, it doesn't have to be uh, super good. So I'm like, if you got to go to the bathroom, if you got to move, if you got to do whatever, go ahead and do it. We'll just keep talking. Or if your girlfriend has to walk in. Yeah, that's it. Do you like it? Product placement. I told him we're doing the video and we want to get it on. Actually, I do... Actually, a question for you, because you mentioned you have a tattoo, and I, meant, I saw on your arm you have... Was it a spade? Uh, well... You probably have more on your arm than just the spade. It was the one. So that I saw. yeah, this is. All right. So let me give you some background, just so you don't okay. laugh at me. Okay. I used to pick up suicides for a living. Pick up what? Suicides. All right. So when people don't realize. Stop okay. Me. Keep going. I don't. Okay. So people don't realize when you, when you shoot yourself, okay. that the police aren't responsible for the mess. So somebody's okay. job is to come in and pick that up. And um, that was me. Swear to God, dude. And uh, so the King of Hearts is killing himself. I don't know if you know that or not. Well, yes. I know, I know that there's a couple kings that have the sword up and a couple that are through the There's only one that has it through the head. That's the King of Hearts. Okay. So that's the one on your shirt. So I thought it would be a good idea at the time to get this part of my arm covered with the King of Hearts. So then I... Stop making that face. And then... Uh, so then when I moved... No, no, no. I'm actually... The, the tattoo is really cool. Um... No, keep going. And then so when I moved to Jamestown, I met a guy who did these, and that's the Queen of Hearts, and then there's a Joker of Diamonds, and then a Spade, and yeah. And then so, now I'm an adult, and I have So how long ago, when did you get those? At what age? You know what? I was actually pretty old, and I got them. Like, <laughs> I was say, I'm like, you're not too old right now, so you're younger uh, than I, I am. I got the one on my arm probably five years ago. What are you, 26? 25. 25. I got this one. I was probably 20 in the first one. Yeah. Okay. Never, yeah. It's, and then, so you knew what you were doing. Yeah, I guess so. So then, when I wanted to do the shirts, um, my guy designed the shirts. and says, "Do you want it to have anything to do with a, like a dog?" And I'm like, "No, I want it to make as least amount of sense as possible." So then, this because it's tattooed on my arm is kind of the yeah, shirt logo. I, I think it's pretty cool. The uh, no, I, the the only reason I was making it. So one thing I, I like the I like the card reference. For some reason, I've always had a fascination with card playing cards. So I, I, I like magic. I like cards. I just. There, there's something about the the sequence of cards. There's something about I'll make it look like I'm doing a candid here. But there's there's something about the sequence of cards. I don't I don't know what it is, but I think there's a there's a universal universality to um, playing cards. They've been used in music. They've been used in movies. They've been used in I mean anything you can think of. They're 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 all standard. You know what I mean? Like, um, but what I was actually making the face about. So, what when you picked up? suicide victims yeah <clears throat> like how did you get involved in that and what does that like do you work what what is that do you work for i used to i used to just or? ring doorbells and be like hey you got a mess like no i no i'm yeah, kidding like, no i, I, just, I uh, i've so, never heard of this before because i always just thought the coroner would come check it out and then they would bring like whoever cleans it up would bring them out no it, it's weird because nobody knows that this occupation exists okay. and it's i've never yes i'm one of them so um Basically, the first time I started working at PM Leary, um, someone had asked me, do you know that we can do this? And nobody had done it before. So um, a couple months go by, maybe even a year, I can't even remember. 
somebody said, asked me, uh, how would you feel up? How would you feel about picking up body parts? And I'm like, I guess. And, um, I was the only one who would do it. So I'd go by myself. I think I did like four or five of them. And, um, it was just kind of like a, I guess like a nickname or something that I, and then I, so I, I'm really like always on the internet and it was kind of this rabbit hole I went to about like, just kind of like depressing stuff and why people do it and stories about it and stories about survivors and, uh, the, the golden gate bridge documentary. I hope you've seen mm-hmm. that. Um, I haven't, but I, 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 I heard of it. So. so it was like this just weird thing. I was like obsessed with probably around 20, 21, 22. And yeah, so this tattoo is kind of, you know, okay. okay so, and it's a relatively unique thing to kind of get. So to when it. would you go to the house to get the bodies? Okay. Um, I'm assuming there was obviously authorities called and that the coroner did their thing. So actually I worked for the mafia okay. and <laughs> now, now it's coming full circle. Yeah. No. So you would, uh, the whole thing would come and, um, obviously I never saw a body and you would just, um, did you get, did you, you get good pictures? Now that you just, tra- can you, can you send me one? Because I forgot to take it earlier. You can just run through it. Yeah, you literally. So what? What I saw. Just so you know. Just I want to explain to everybody what's going on who's not watching the video. My girlfriend showed up to take pictures. She does all my media and social media stuff, and she's trying not to be seen. So she snuck her way in. She, then she was announced, and then she tried to hide past the camera, which could see her back crawling in front of the screen, yeah, and then she it. just tried to do it again. So thank you. Okay. All right. Thank you, babe. Uh, awesome. Bye. Good job. Um. So where the hell was I? Um. Yeah, so cops were called, obviously. Bodies were removed. And so it would be probably a couple days later, uh, I would come in and pick up the mess. And it would take five, six, sometimes seven hours. Okay, so my first question is... Fire away? Huh? Fire Would be the smell. No, no, I don't... I've always heard, again, I've never smelled a, a human corpse, but the... I've heard that is one of the, the worst smells that you can smell. Now, I don't know. My, other, my second follow-up question that or piggyback on that would be, what is the procedure to go about doing that? Because I'm assuming it's probably not very cleaned up, and I'm assuming you've got to take necessary precautions if there's obviously blood involved and everything else. Yeah, so basically you've got to wear... Uh, it's like a hazmat suit? got to wear a Tyvek suit, yep. Okay. Uh, rubber gloves. Um, and then you have to wear... Uh, what's it called? An M80... It takes 80% of the particulates away. I think that's what it's called. And um, obviously, I didn't have to worry about a hairnet, but uh, you need another one? Yeah, yeah I mean, I'm good. When, yeah. Okay. Yes. All right. I'm offering. I always show up with beer. No. Um, I got a fridge behind you, too, if you want to put it in there. No, dude. We're, we're rock and roll around here. And uh, so, yeah. Um, so, as far as the procedure go, yeah. So, you go there. Um, you would take, in a couple instances, I had to take... Uh, a guy did it on a chair, and I had to take that chair away. And then I would just kind of start with the bigger parts and fan out because it doesn't really look like a movie at all. So, meaning yeah. that you know that nice V shape that it looks in a movie, like it's like bang, and then like a V shape blood stain at the wall. Yeah, it yep. doesn't. It's not like that at all. Okay. It's just everywhere, and uh, the smell. It's. It's different, you know what I mean. I don't know what I was expecting, but it it wasn't that. It wasn't that at all. It was worse, or dude, it's like you ever. This is a really dumb question. You ever smell a snake? You know what a snake smells like? They have like a musk. Couldn't tell you. No. They have a musk that doesn't. 
I don't know. When you think of a bad smell, you have like a couple things that pop in your head, feet, eggs, whatever. Mm-hmm. It's like so bad, but it doesn't, it's not like anything else. It's kind of like that, I guess you can say. I, I can't even explain it. Is, is it the worst, worst smell you ever smelled? I think a snake or a ladybug is probably the worst smell I've ever smelled. Okay. Um, <laughs> dude, I was thinking like, I'm from, I'm from Shazy, so like uh, the chicken farm. Dude, I would take. Falling in liquid manure. Dude, I mean, it, like that's. I would take chicken shit over a ladybug any day. Okay. I I guess I haven't smelled ladybugs recently, but, um, but how, and you said this was what, a couple days after? Yeah. The, the, the investigation or cleanup or whatever, the, not cleanup, but the uh, authorities went and coroner and all that stuff? Yep. Okay. Um, so I, I guess I don't know how long it takes for a body to start kind of really like decomposing and smelling, but um, I mean, I've heard people saying like, you know, been in the house for a month, then you walk in, it's just like, well, we did. Rancid. Well, I did one. I don't. I don't know where you want me to go. I, I like this. Isn't, no, that's fine. I, I just. I've never even heard of this. It, it's just weird. This isn't like a major part of my life I ever talk about. But uh, yeah, there. I just remember there being like. So everything is like taken away. The part that's together. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of stuff that's not together that's sitting there for a long time that I show up and. Uh, hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, so somebody still does that today. My company doesn't do it anymore. Oh, it does okay. B- because. I left for a while. I left for that company for two years, and then they stopped doing it. Oh, because just nobody wanted to do it. Do it. I, to be honest, I don't think I would do it. But, I mean, that's just... I mean, it just takes somebody that you got to have a stomach for it. Um, I guess, yeah. I don't but, know. I mean, it has to... Somebody obviously has to do it. Um, so, I kind of wanted to... One thing I wanted to touch on... Um, I think this is in your bio. Is the... Is it the puss... <laughs> Pussification of our nation. It's the weekly fight against the pussification of our great nation. Yeah, of our great. So that's that's your slogan, kind of of the. <sighs> the thing is, is it kind of was, and uh, yeah, I guess it is. I guess okay. I'm up to it. Yeah. So, so my, I have one, one rule on the show, and it's no politics. Meaning, I don't like we we talked about this before. I just because like I don't want to isolate either side or whatever. Yeah, I, I just think I just think at the end of the day, but I don't think this really comes down to a political thing. I'm a huge, to me, when it comes down to like the the uh, the PC crap, the um, the eighth place trophy, everybody's a winner. I mean, the I'm trying to I'm trying to think like the just people like freaking out over the language that you use. Meaning, if you say something to someone that they take offense to number it's like it's like the merry christmas happy holidays thing yeah it, if someone says to me i say merry christmas that's because i've always celebrated christmas if i say merry christmas to you and you celebrate and you celebrate hanukkah then you can say happy hanukkah to me or say merry christmas if somebody says happy hanukkah to me i will say back to them happy hanukkah I, it it doesn't i don't get offended if somebody comes up and says you know whatever they believe in you and, and the thing is, because the, the problem, well, the problem is, it's the wording. It's not the message behind it. The message behind it is authentically positive. Hey, happy Hanukkah! Cool, happy happy Hanukkah! Like I, I, I get what they're trying to say. They're trying to the the, the main por- portion of that is the the goodwill they're trying to give to you by saying it, not necessarily the wording. So, I mean, I'll let you talk on this because I I, I have very strong feelings on this that I think I think we probably both agree on. Um, but kind of go, I mean, you obviously use it as a kind of a, a fun play on words there, but I know there's obviously a deeper meaning to it, which, um, I kind of want to hear your perspective on it. Well, so 
I have a, a really close friend of mine. I've, I've talked to on the, I've talked about on the show plenty of times. Um, I kind of found inspiration for this podcast through a bunch of people, if that makes sense. And um, he, we were talking about a certain thing, and he used this term that I I hated at the time. He said it's a slippery slope. And I hated that because I was this kid who, you know, I was like a liberal kid and equality and all this stuff. And I said, I don't like the term slippery slope. It just sounds ignorant to me. So we started with the holiday things, you know, like happy holidays, Merry Christmas. And if you come up to me and say, I hope you have a shitty Christmas, I don't even care about that. Mm -hmm. I honestly got it. I don't care. Mm -hmm. So when you start, when you take that out of it and you say, okay, no more Merry Christmas, just happy holidays. And then you see like the whole debacle with the social justice warrior in Santa Claus. You know, they think that there should be a more gender fluid version of Santa Claus. And or white Santa, Santa, black Santa, Santa Asian, Asian Santa, Santa, whatever that may be. And so my, yeah. I actually talked about this on a podcast. I said, that's fine. You can have, a, and I actually tried to break it down as best as I can. What would be a gender fluid outfit? So I broke it down to this and you can probably disagree with me if you're not. A gender fluid outfit, I think is untied sneakers. Nike socks pulled up, but falling down a little bit. Cargo shorts, either a Nike t-shirt or like a band t-shirt or even a Slop Dog Radio t-shirt, Kavanaugh Realty t-shirt, or, and then probably a backwards baseball hat. That's the only gender neutral outfit that I could think of, where if you see a cute girl and that's what she's wearing, she probably looks pretty good. If you see a lesbian girl wearing that, she doesn't really look out of place. If you see a straight, it, you get yep. my point. Yep. Um so I'm like, okay, so we have our Santa Claus in cargo shorts, Birkenstocks, whatever the case may be. And then there's a push that because cookies are so unhealthy, so now we're putting out avocado toast for Santa Claus. And I said, well, what you did is you broke up the family. Mm-hmm. So the whole point of baking cookies for Santa Claus is spending time with your mother, I thought. So, okay, so now we have this cargo short hippie, Santa Claus, eating avocado toast. That's fine. But that's a different thing. My thing... Christmas involves a fat guy driving around on a sled, eating cookies, giving presents to kids. That's a thing. As mm-hmm. soon as you start changing that, which is fine, you have every right to do that. You know, you could feed them or derb, I don't know, spinach. I don't care. Mm-hmm. But that's just a different thing. So that, that's my whole thought about the holiday thing. I, I just don't see a point in being so PC that now, okay, so most of the people in America like this particular thing called Christmas. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And as soon as you start catering to these, I mean, how, how many people genuinely do you think, if you were to put a number on how many people do you think really have a problem with the way Santa Claus looks? Five? Six? This is my thing right now. The, this, is the, this is the problem, not just with like, maybe America, I don't know. Maybe, I think America's obviously got a real big problem with this. I don't know about other kind about Europe or South America. I would say Western culture. Okay. So, yeah, no, I agree. So the, the far, far, far left and the far, far, far right, who is less than 1% of the population, is the ones that seem to be controlling the 98% yeah. that could, get, could care less. Yeah. I really don't care about anything. I don't care about what someone says. I don't look into something. If somebody, if a politician's giving a speech and they say something, I'm not going to dissect it to say they are, they believe this, or we're going to, we're going to label them as this or that or what, or whatever the next thing is. Like we're all human. I'm sure doing a podcast, you doing a podcast, we've, we're have, or will say dumb stuff that people will probably take out of context and say, blah, 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 which which happens all the time. But 
but people are looking too far into it. Now, if somebody goes on like a tirade and really attacks somebody, that's fine. If somebody, um, it was actually, it was kind of funny because I was, I was listening to this the other day and they were on, on the podcast talking about it. Hey, did you see the thing where it was the, I don't guy, girl, whatever. She went into, oh, the man, the ma'am one, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know what I'm talking about? So this person, person goes in to buy whatever video game or something you got a kid that's behind the desk that's probably in high school, maybe college. Yeah. The person that walked up to the naked eye, I would think, would be a man. Sure. Which I think anybody would be fine saying that. Well, they didn't classify themselves as a man. They were a woman. Now, the kid behind the desk says, sir, you got to calm down because they were getting upset. And they started screaming, it's ma'am. And my problem with that is... The kid behind the desk is not making any attack on you at all. Yeah. Literally, if you're, he's like, okay, ma'am, like, you know what I mean? But the problem is it's, it's people like that that to me are so, are so crazy. Well, the, to cut you off, the thing about that that news didn't say is that guy, that ma'am guy, is actually a violent felon. And, yeah, and there could be more to the story. but it, No, but he, he's just had, he's been arrested for violent felonies before. Okay. And he was a guy, and where I actually just talked about this on my show. It gets so weird. Have you ever been... I get really excited. You can tell by watching me talk. I talk really fast. I talk with my That's hands. Fine. Yeah. And so doing that, what I've done is I've been telling a story to somebody before. And I'm like, but you know what I mean, dude? And there's like, and a girl would say, well, I'm not a dude. That's all this poor kid did was mm-hmm. basically call a girl dude mm-hmm. or excuse me, sir. And I just think that what we do in this culture is we idolize victims so much. So everybody I feel like is kind of racing towards being a victim and this violent felon, like in the GameStop video, found his way to be a victim and to be relevant. Yeah, and I just think, like, I, I classify... You could take the high road on that, too. That's fine. No, that's fine. I, I classify the male... Fe- like, if I talk to... If you and Sam were in here, I would say, hey, you guys want to do... Hey, do you guys want to take a seat? She's not a guy. Can you... Can yeah. you stop doing that? Yeah, no, so, so, so Sam is, is Samantha. But, but, the th- but the thing is, I would say... I would say to somebody, I say it all the time, like even the clients, I'm just like, hey, do you guys want to, do you guys want to make an offer? And, and to me, I've yet to have anybody say, well, I'm not a, I'm not a, a guy. Like, and if somebody said that to me, it'd be like, dude, you're really looking into it the wrong way. Cause I'm not, you know what I mean? And that's, but how, how many people throughout history have just, to me, guys is just a classification of people. That's what I've always, I've always said. But the, the problem that we're starting to have is that the saying, because I, I agree with you 100%. You, you're not thinking that I'm trying to discriminate Sam. No. You're just saying, hey, guys, take a peek at a this. A plural, a plural word. Exactly. But what they're saying is that you using guys is part of your position in the patriarchy. And you, you're just looking at you with your mouth open going, what in the fuck are you talking about? My position in the hierarchy. And yeah. like, so I just think we need to get, start getting away from that. And where I think we're, it's starting to get dangerous is in places like California in Canada that established that there's 64 genders and you need to properly gender everybody or you can get fined or go to jail. And I'm like 64 genders. Yeah. Not, not trying to be out of touch. You're not trying to be sensitive, but genuinely I have only heard of four. So that leaves out 60. So if you identify as the fifth, dude, I don't even know what to call you. I don't even know what, to be honest, I don't even know what three is. Uh, Zeke and Zer. Or Never pronouns? Yeah, I I don't know what it means exactly, like, but like to, like like to me, if if my, my the other problem is if you say something to somebody and they jump on you, and like you should know whatever they should be called or or classified at. To me, it's like one. It's like whoa, whoa, whoa. 
like if you classify yourself some way that you probably don't appear mm-hmm. or whatever, you can't blame the person that said that to you. Mm-hmm. Like if you want to correct them because it, it actually affects you or, or okay, that do it, but give the person the benefit of the doubt. They're not attacking you. It, you, know, you know what I mean? Like if somebody was to say – like if I was to say that and Sam goes, well, I don't like that you use the term guys. One, I would think, okay, sorry. Do yeah. you and you want it? Like, but that's not that's – not, it's not like I'm like – going out of my way to try to classify or attack somebody. And I find that I've just noticed this very much in just like, you know, with racism, with things like that. It's like, like, what can you call a black person? You know, there's certain terms like white, black. If somebody called me white, Caucasian, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. I could care less. You know what I mean? It's like. And the thing that I hate because, I mean, one of my be- my best friends is a black guy. And his uh, term, the term pussification actually came from him and i'm gonna be honest with you within reason black people aren't as sensitive as the white media makes it out to be and i just i I just find it so weird that there's like this witch hunt because the worst thing you can do is be called racist Mm -hmm. and you know you're a handsome white guy and it's very easy to to say like you know he didn't i don't know sell a house to me good enough because i'm black and you're like whoa whoa that didn't happen at all you know and they're looking at, I mean, it's starting to happen in, in places like New York City now is black people are starting to get lesser uh, sentencing just because of these judges that are like, dude, I don't fucking care. I'm not well, touching this. What's the thing? Um, what's the thing with uh, getting certain people into colleges based on race? Oh, uh, for, not affirmative, affirmative action. action. Yeah, affirmative no, action. Right. Yeah. Okay. So affirmative action, like I, I, I. That stuff pisses me off because it's like because now they've actually gone over where Harvard's actually supposedly discriminating against Asians. Yeah. Because Asians were getting in. Well, guess what? Asians are pretty smart. Yeah. Like let them in. If they're the best ones in, they deserve exactly. To be there. That's like to me, you you get you get stuff based off of merit, not hey, I'm gonna get in over so and so because I have a background of Native American or whatever it may be. So what it, to tag along what you said? And I'm sorry, I get so excited. I no, you're good. Go, go. So to t- to kind of pigtail what you're saying. So the far left, okay, I don't want to say a union worker who voted Democrat, but I'm talking the far left who made these rules that said you need to have what they want is they want equal representation of the population. Mm-hmm. And their people have pushed Asians away because there's a billion of them getting into Harvard. So they're trying to account for more whites, more blacks. And then they're saying, oh, well, you, how come you're turning your back on Asians? It's like, fuck face. This is your rules. You yeah. said this. You yeah. set this up. Well, it's not even that. It's like, to me, what's the, where does, like, what country you came from, what you look like matter? Like, if you're, to, it's me like giving a job to somebody. I, I think in California, and I, I could be wrong on this, but I've heard from multiple sources that I believe it's public companies in California have to have a female on their board yes. of, of, of whatever. California. Yeah. Okay, so their board of whatever. Now, one, I'm 100% all on board for whoever's on the damn board that's going to do the best job. Mm-hmm. I could care less who you are. Mm-hmm. You, could be, I, you could be, I mean, again, you could be whatever, whoever, believe whatever. If you're the right person for the job, who gives a it shit? could be seven people and they're all women. They're all Asian women. Well, guess what? If those are the best seven, they deserve to they're be there. And guess what? If they're not, if you truly deserve to be there, then why aren't you there? Because you would, because I, I think the problem is people always, like you said, victimize, but they don't take accountability. It's so much easier to blame people than it is to say, you know what, I, 
this is how I looked at it. Playing sports. If I wasn't starting, if I wasn't playing, the or like you in wrestling, if you weren't, I don't know how wrestling is classified, but if you weren't the first guy or whatever, guess what? I didn't blame the coach. I didn't blame the second guy. You know what I blamed? Okay, then I'm obviously not doing well enough to be in that position. But So work harder. So, to, so what I'm saying is like to make these rules that put in place to say certain people have to be in it basically to make things more equal. Well, no. If if seven men are better at that position or seven women or seven black people or Asian people or Hawaiian people are better or whatever, Oceanic, whatever they call it, then they're the ones that should be in that position. Not And the as this... As this progresses, as as this culture s- sort of takes its toll on us, you're seeing that responsibility. I mean, virtually no kids play sports anymore, which is really weird. If you if you spend around you're, as much time around high school kids as I do, which is kind of weird to say, but um, none of them play sports. I, there's uh, down where I used to live in James. You mean don't play sports or don't don't aren't well rounded in sports. I mean, they play multiple sports. No, they don't show up to play sports. Okay. Just in general, like don't participate. Yeah, just I mean, sports teams are dying everywhere. I mm-hmm. mean, if you go travel across New York State, uh, so like I was saying, down in Buffalo, football is the biggest thing in the world because the Bills are right there. Mm-hmm. So you go to like a Class D school that has a fucking stadium because just thousands of people show up to watch the Class D sectional finals for Section 6. And for the first time last year, Frewsburg and Randolph combined football high schools. You know what the fucked up thing is? Is three years ago, Randolph won the Class D championship. Yeah, I mean, just so we're, the accountability and responsibility in young people is starting to dis- is starting to disappear. We're we're seeing that too. I mean, there's uh, not there hasn't been a like I say a big a big school around here, but I, I went to Shazy, which is Class D, like you said. There's a couple of teams that historically, when I played back in high school, so you know about ten years ago, they uh, they were very good schools. They were very competitive. They had good athletes. Well, now they're combined and they can barely field a team. And it's like man, like. We're talking 10 years you've gone from each side feel, you know, having 15 to 20 kids and on the team and being competitive to now combined with those numbers. And real quick, not to cut you off, can you talk about how many kids went to your high school? I mean, you only graduated with, what, 20 kids? Uh, we were, our, my class was a little bigger, but I think, but the, but the thing is, when we graduated, we graduated with like 50-something kids. The average class probably 10 years ago, I would say, would be around 40. And right now, you're starting to see it drop down to about 30. Yeah. Now, part of the reason is, you know, the economics and stuff, people were moving out of the area. Part of the reason, too, which I may or may, you know, it's just back when I was in school, there was a lot of three and four and two kid families, where now it's a lot of people are having kids later or having one or two kids max. So I think that has to do part of it. You're where, probably right. I mean, I mean, think about kids that you went to school with. How many kids that you go to school with had four siblings or five siblings? It wasn't. It, or three, three, four, five kids in the family. It wasn't as uncommon as you see now. Now you see a family like we have four kids. Like, oh wow, that's quite a big family. But, dude, my buddy just had his fifth fucking kid. Yeah, but but that's like a huge family nowadays. Where and granted, when our our parents that like most of our parents had five or six siblings. You know, How old when, are you? Uh, twenty nine. Okay, okay, so we're in the same. Gotcha. Yeah. So, but then you go back to our like take my family. My I had two siblings. My both my parents. One had five. One had six. Mm-hmm. I go back to my so my mom's so now I go to my grandparents. One had five, one had ten, one had fourteen, and one had nineteen kids. Nineteen, 19. kids. This is that's my my dad's mother. So they were. I, I'm not joking. So they. So you're you're already talking in two generations. We've gone down. This is and this is my family. I don't know, but like 
you've absolutely averaged those numbers out. You're talking roughly around 10 per four families, yeah. or whatever that number ends up being, to now we're down to three in my family, and a couple have two, a couple have four. So you've already seen the gap go down probably 50% each year, you know I mean? or 50% each generation. I'm going to help you drive your point home. I'm an only child. Yeah. And I think I'm taking... What, what, what were your parents? Families of what? Like uh, My dad was the youngest of nine okay. or eight. And your mother? Two. There are only two of my mom's side okay. of the family. And then if you go to your grandparents, I'm sure it was... Yeah, exactly. Like a six similar. or seven kind of number. Yeah. 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 yeah it's it's kind of weird. Like where I grew up in Saranac, it's actually really weird. And I love and I love this area so much just because I've lived away from it for so long. I, where, where did you live between? Like, where, So I did, I did two... I'd call it tours. I did two tours in Jamestown. So I was there for three years, moved here for two, and moved back. Jamestown, down. New York? Yeah. Okay. Um, and it's a really, really bad neck of the woods. But that's like that's way southwest. Uh, it's New York. the most southwestern point. Yeah. It's right, right, just not far from Erie, Pennsylvania, roughly. It, it is right there. Okay. Right across the the border. Yeah. Okay. It's like uh, nine hours from here. Okay. And so, uh, what the fuck was I going with that? You talked about growing up in Saranac. Yeah. So growing up in Saranac, uh, it's really weird to try to describe this area to people because it's like the same last names have been in Saranac for like eternity. And uh, I don't know where the fuck I was. Well, well I think I think the other thing. Think how many times did I'm going back a couple generations now. So say your grandparents, how many people that are are now in their 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s were high school sweethearts, knew each other? Yes. Because the thing was back then, travel wasn't as frequent. There was no social media. So now back then. You had to pick up basically who was in your class. Yeah. Then it went to our parents' generation where they could travel a little bit more. Now it's in our generation where you can go on, pull your phone out, yeah. register on a site, and you can pretty much match.com with anybody in the world. I was thinking Tinder, but... Tinder. Yeah, I mean, um, I mean, you, you, you literally could have... Um, I mean, it's just gotten to the point where the world's so connected now that you are now seeing new names, new faces, new... new like. I would say two generations from now, you're not going to see as many fa- like towns can now associate like, oh, from like you from Saranac, you probably know some, you could probably list off ten names that have had generational presence in Saranac. Yeah. Two three years or two three generations from now, that I don't think that will be as prevalent because people will move away. I mean, there people there will be families that will stay, but I don't think you're going to see them as people are going to start moving and all of a sudden you're going to have these so many new families just kind of merging in just because hey, maybe there was a uh, a Gwyn up from Saranac that married some guy from Colorado that moved back here and now she's got some odd name we've never heard. Now they come to the area. Now whatever that name is is now maybe maybe goes two or three generations of Saranac and it becomes kind of the new norm. Yeah. So I mean, it's it, it's something as simple as that, but I think yeah. it's gonna be more prevalent as we go. That's that's kind of weird. I was, I was actually really weird. I was actually sort of thinking about that exact thing on the way over here. Um, I had to go look at a job today, which is actually why I was late on Miller Street. And the job I had to go to was right by a road called um, DeLong Lane, and there's like a DeLong Drive and a DeLong uh, Delord. Delord, thank you. Yep. yep. Um, and I was thinking to myself, that's a name that was named after somebody. Who like had money? Well, the Kent Lord House. It. The oh, museum really? right down there. Yeah, yeah. Oh, thank you for that. Um, yeah. I don't know any Delords. Well, there's a lot like Saley. Um, yeah, but uh, like Cornelia. The point. Yeah. It, the the point is porn. The point is is that 
you don't hear any of those names anymore. So they either had daughters or moved away. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. yep. So yeah, to kind of drive your point home. So anyway, uh, can you explain to me about your BDE? Was that, uh, did you get that from, uh, I just, I just, I don't know. Just so you, I got to so, hear. So, so the shout out to, uh, to Matt Craig, actually, okay. Now that this has come up, Matt actually makes a comment about this in our, um, in our first episode, he goes, there's one thing we can't talk about because Matt asked me about it. So I go, well, now I, after you guys have heard Ryan McNeil and you've heard some of this podcast, it, whatever, um, you know that, that anything and everything can be said. It's not very censored. I don't care. Um, I, I, anybody that knows me knows I, I swear quite a bit. Um, but so BDE, and I'm going to rope Megan Whedon into this. So Megan, if you're listening, you're, uh, you're in the hot seat now too. So we got this from a podcast. Okay. So Brendan Schaub. Yes. You know, okay. yeah. so he, he, he was an old MMA guy. Now he does comedy and he runs the fighter and the kid and he does some stuff for Showtime and he's a, a regular on the Joe Rogan experience. Well, he came up with BDE and this, this is very, the fighter and the kid, like I said, is, is two comics, but they just talk filth the whole time. Mm -hmm. So basically it means big dick energy. Okay. BDE. Did you know what it meant before I just said it? I did, but I had to ask about yours specifically. Okay. So, so me and Matt have both listened to it. Mm -hmm. And anybody that I got some buddies that listen to it, so uh, Larry, Ryan, you know, all, you guys are all on the, on the hot seat too. So we all know it. So we just, we literally just, it's like a running joke now, like an inside joke that we all just say. And the reason I bring Megan into it is because we were on the golf, we were playing in a golf tournament last year, and it was me, her, Matt, and uh, Ryan Lee, and that was just our like goofy thing we said all day when someone had a good good golf shot it was yeah. a big dick energy so um really means nothing else besides just a just a, a stupid inside joke amongst boys so you know? it, it, it's funny but uh i know matt's probably been dying to hear that so i hope matt listens to this because now matt you officially got it onto the podcast so that's great so i actually almost ruined this podcast one because i was what half 15 minutes late, half an hour late, uh, 45 minutes. That's all right. Okay. So it's then okay. anyway, after you I showed was, up though, so after good. I was 45 minutes late, I, I like know the joke. Like I know like a thing from just hearing about it. So I'm like dick energy and I, I'm so stupid. I'm trying to think of like the acronym. So I'm the big, I'm yeah. rifling through my phone and, uh, he asked me, uh, yeah, you ready to go? I'm like, oh, I just got to rifle through my phone real quick. And I said, I got like some notes about you. And he says, oh, what's about? Like, ah, I can't tell you. I just want to spring it on you. And then finally I got it so we can start the show. And I wrote it on my hand. And he said, oh, you want some paper? Like, nah, you can't see it. I just spring it on you. That's funny. So, uh, no, that's good. So that, that was, uh, so, so me, me and Matt probably text each other that multiple times a week. I don't know how many, but just in, in whatever it is. It could be something we did or said or some stupid meme we sent to each other. And that sometimes is just the, that's all that needs to be said is we just send that. And then we just, you know, Dude, that's so the it's, best. Yeah. I know. So exactly it's just, it's just like an inside joke that it's kind of taken on a life of its own. And honestly, it just, it's just, a, it, it, it's, uh, it's, it's just one of those things that gives you a chuckle throughout the day yeah. and just like gives you a, about a two second little enjoyment and then you just move on. But, uh, no, it's funny. So that, that's our, um, our play on words. But a lot of people are, are in on that inside joke. So I, I'm sure they'll get a kick out of it. Um, the other, the other question I had for you, because when you came in, I typically, anytime I'm doing a show, I'm always drinking something. Now, it doesn't have to be alcohol. It could be coffee. It could be club soda. Whatever it is, I always like to have just something to sip on. 
So typically, I'm, I'm always asking the guests, like, hey, do you, you know, do you want something to drink? Can I, you know, can I have something for you? What do you want to? Some people are like, hey, I, no, that's fine. I'm, I'm good. Or I want coffee. Or yeah, sure, grab, grab some beer. So I didn't do that. Luckily, Ryan comes walking in. He's got a six pack of Switchback, which he didn't know, but I actually I enjoy that that beverage. Um, but you are. Go in, uh, pl- tell me your uh, your your your, your, so, your beer story because so basically Switchback is my second favorite beer. My favorite beer for some bizarre reason is Genesee. So I went to the store because I wanted to bring Genesee. And if you follow my Instagram, um, I just have pictures of Genesee. Honestly, sometimes they're empty. I just like it for some bizarre reason. So um, I, I so I had to settle for Switchback. So basically, I'm like a guy who fucks fat chicks who had to settle with a cheerleader today. So. so, so <laughs> The, the, the question the question I had is like, I, I settled for Switchback because I didn't have Gen C. You might be the only person in America that, that that has ever said that term, dude. And I threw a stink. So, the store right down the road from my apartment is obviously where I go to get beer, and they only have the twenty four ounces, which is the worst way to drink beer. For what Gen C? Yeah, for Gen C. Okay. Yep. No, I agree. I get. And so I'll go in and be like, "Hey, you guys have twelve packs of Gen C." And then like, no, we told you two hours ago, we don't like, all right. So then I get switched back. And then, so they had the tall boys and then I was running late. I described to you, I had a horrible afternoon. So I'm like, oh, tall boys of Genesee. And I look at where they normally are and they're not there. So I'm like, (sighs) oh, so you were going to get the tall boys. Yeah. I was coming over. Oh, so you're, you're Genesee no matter what. Yeah. So So what went (laughs) or switchback. So, so so the fun, the fun, uh, those are the only two that you'll drink. I mean, I'm not weird, so when we do, like, you know, if I'm at Valcor or whatever, I'll drink that. Okay. Um, I, I, but those are your two go-tos. Like, if you, if, you, if you were just randomly going out to all of Ridley's, going out to Hobie's, whatever, uh, you know, even, even a place that serves both craft or just regular domestic beer. I would ask if you have a Genesee, the answer is no. And I say, uh, do you have a switchback? And sometimes they say no, and then I'll say, uh, I'll take whatever. So that, that is that is every single time you go in. So Genesee is straight up your your choice. Yes. Okay. Um, and it's weird. So my my dad my dad is yeah, I, give I me will, the background on this because it's so my father in myself I, I will drink anything. Um, I, I don't like IPAs, and I'm convinced okay. nobody does. Nobody likes IPAs. They just pretend to. Is what I'm going to say. Okay. Um, you disagree. I don't I, think you like IPAs. I, no, 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 no. There's two things. I like IPAs. I do. Um, the reason I like IPAs is if I go to a, if I go to a restaurant or whatever, I'm not a big, I'm not a huge beer drinker. Like I, I, I personally, my two favorites, I like wine and then I like uh, vodka clubs. So it depends. I'll drink vodka clubs. They're my wedding drink of choice. I like those. Wine is if I'm having a conversation with somebody. Um, we've had some wine on the show. I, I like wine more because I just. I, I honestly like the taste more, and I can drink wine with food. I can't drink beer with food. I've never been able to. It just can't. I can't stomach it. I do like beer, but the thing is, if I'm drinking like a like a Switchback or I'm drinking like a darker beer, an IPA, that's the kind of beer. If you told me, hey, let's go get a couple drinks wherever, I would probably order IPA, knowing that I wasn't going to drink it as quick. I could drink one or two. I'd get like a little buzz, and I'm good. Where if I went and said, give me like a Blue Light or whatever. It just you could end up having multiple of them. So to me, it slows. So your down. blue lights like your party and your blue light was my my college after twenty one maybe high school um, drink of choice, and then ended up going into 
Um, that's like when we would go to the bars, like when I was. Can, can I pee to finish this story? This whole thing is that yeah, cool? Yeah, go. Yeah, go to the bathroom. Okay, is this gonna get cut out or am I? Oh no, it's live. We don't cut it out. Oh fuck. No, go to the bathroom. I'll just keep talking. I'll right. tell the story. Yeah, well, then we'll go right into the Genesee. So, right there. Yep, you're good. Um, so back back in the day when I went, you know, we do the. I wasn't a big uh, college party or whatever, but you know, we'd go out, live with a couple guys, and we'd go downtown. You know, maybe twice a week, and you're young, don't have many responsibilities. That you know, it's fun. You go down, do do your thing, spend the next day regretting it, but there's no again, no responsibility. So. Blue Light was always our drink of choice. I hate Bud Light. Um, it really has to be a last choice thing for me to drink Bud Light. Blue Light, I do like. Um, and that would typically be the drink of choice anytime I went out. I wouldn't go too crazy. I wasn't getting IPAs. If I knew I was in for the long haul, and again, anybody that's 21, 22, 23, 24 knows what I'm talking about. Um, I'm drinking Blue Light basically to sustain myself through the whole night and not just you know, about because beer also fills me up. So if I'm drinking an IPA or if I'm drinking something a stout or something like that, and it fills me up more than a light beer, I know like if I go out for dinner with people, I'm probably getting an IPA, knowing that I can drink one or two of them, be full and 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 feel good about myself. Now, if I'm going out and I know it's going to be multiple hours, maybe like a Hey, we go out at 8, 9 o'clock, and we're going out to 1 or 2. I'm drinking Blue Light just because I know I'm putting in a six-hour shift of, of drinking. I don't want to be you know, an hour into it feeling full because beer fills me up. So if I drink that heavier beer, but if you were to say, hey, Galen, let's go get a couple beers you know, at Valcor, have some dinner, I would probably lean more towards like a heavier IPA, a little higher alcohol content just to have one or two drinks, and then I'm good, knowing that it's going to be a quick you know, maybe two hours. But if it's something longer – or if it's like summertime day drinking kind of thing, it's like Corona. So I don't, I don't want to drink like a beer, and all of a sudden by the time I had my second beer or going to my third, I just would rather drink anything but that. So that's why I sustain it with kind of like a lighter, a lighter drink. Now, Switchback, which we're drinking tonight, I've drank one and a half, and honestly, like, you got to finish two, that third one. Well, like I said, two, two to three, and I'm, I'm good. Meaning I wouldn't like, I wouldn't drink this throughout the night. Oh, for sure. Like, like if you were saying, hey, let's we're going here, we're going out, and I drink Switchback, all, it's not happening. Like, Switchback to me is like one or two drinks, and I'm good, um, which is the same for IPA. So I do like the taste of IPA. I like uh, Lagunitas. I like some of the local ones are good too, but it's really much more like a, a shorter time period where if you were to say, hey, let's go out, and we could be closing the bars <laughs> – there's no way I'm, I'm drinking that. No way, no chance. Or if I go to a wedding, no chance. I'm drinking, well, usually club and vodka, but if not, I'm drinking whatever the light beer is. I think it's a lot like uh, kale. I think you just, I think you've just like, can, like, I believe that you believe you like IPAs. Anyway, I digress to my point. So um, when I was, I actually really didn't start. Well, but, I, but I do believe in the IPA. Do you IPA, like kale? The, uh, I do, actually. I do, I, well, like sauteed, you know, like, but I do believe in the IPA crap beer snob, too. Which is for different. I mean, we don't have to go into that, but the people that it's kind of like wine. When people were like the douchebag about wine, like the uppity up. Hey, we got the wine. If you, ever, like, you know Carl Ruiz's thing on that, you ever hear that? No, but like you know what I'm getting at. Like people that like if you didn't drink wine, but I drink wine, I know everything about wine. Like, like does it t- one? Do you like it? Mm-hmm. 
And then, like, yes, you can have a background in it, but, like, if you do like whatever you like. I don't like certain types of wine. I won't drink them. But I found that that has switched over to the craft beer, where the craft beer are, like, the, the snobby people. Like, I only go to Valcor, Ovo, or Osable Brewing Company. It's like, dude, like, you can have a blue light, and nobody's going to look at you like yeah. you're this, like, a lesser individual. So, at any rate, the whole Genesee thing. So, to get back on that, um, that's really from my father. My father's a drinker. And, uh, I mean, not anything crazy or anything. He's never gambled away my uh, college fund or anything. But uh, it's he will not even look at anything that's not Genesee. So, naturally, the first... Because I didn't drink till later in life. And by later in life, I mean, like, maybe 20. Like, you know, 19, 20. Mm-hmm. So, I would just steal Dad's Genesee. And so, for my whole life, I thought beer tastes disgusting. Because, as you know, Genesee tastes disgusting. So, um... I'll bring it back around. It'll make sense. So, <laughs> so when I went to college, I started drinking your Coors Light, Bud Light kind of stuff. We, Keystone. Actually, we were on a Keystone ice kick for a while, which is... I'll get into that. I got a story about that for you. So um, what would happen was when I was single my sophomore year of college, it was like pretty much the first time I was single in my life. And what would happen was I would get charmed by women of the night to give them beer. So I said, I got an idea. I can tough through these Genesees and this bitch ain't going to steal it. So I just started drinking exclusively Genesee knowing that nobody would take my beer. And what happened is I got roped in by Genesee and now that's all I can really drink and everything kind of tastes weird to me. And I think it might have something to do with my white trash DNA. I'm not really sure. So are you, are you now is, is Genesee? So I'm assuming Genesee has like the nostalgic effect on you. I just love that. It's just so shitty. It's a white can and there's, there's nothing fancy. It's an an iconic label. Is it? How iconic? Iconic meaning like you, at least like people on, people know what Genesee looks like. If you were described, tell us the Genesee can, they could tell you the Genesee. You know what I mean? It's not like, Somebody said like a weird beer, like, I don't know, what's that look like again? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like blue light, Coors Light, I mean, they have kind of like an iconic, Yeah. and it's a very simple design. You know, it literally says Genesee across the can. For sure. But, it's, but it is, it's funny because when I hear like, probably when your dad was, how old's your dad? Probably in his 50s? He's like 52, 3, I think. Okay, so gen, gen, same generation as my parents. And I remember hearing stories, not necessarily from, I mean, them, maybe friends and right. stuff, but they would always like, Jenny Cream Ale and yeah. Jenny and my grandfather was a big Jenny Cream Ale guy and like it's funny when you listen to that because that's such a again an older beer and it's kind of like it's still around but it hasn't like really kept up with the times for the most part oh fuck no you're, you're, such, a, you're such a pioneer by trying to trying to really bring the flag and with like, you and I've made it a point in my podcast to be like you gotta drink Genesee beer I'm not, they're not giving me any money I just love it and everyone's yeah. like no I, you actually might you might be the only guy doing a podcast that's pushing that they've actually liked a few of my pictures oddly really yeah Keep working. This is this is how this is how stuff works. You keep working. Could you imagine at I just it. become a national spokesman for Genesee? You could. I'm not joking. And they're like, this, they're this, like, what the fuck do you do? I just I don't know. You're just a this, carpenter. This, this, <laughs> guy's a carpenter. Drinks drinks Genesee and is now the national spokesman. So, um, I'm telling you, man, it it could be in the cards. Yeah, let's just say the pool of people vying for that spot is probably pretty low. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I think you're good on that. Um, no, but I, I I just thought it was funny when you came in and you were like, oh, these are my two choices. So I'm actually thankful i'm thankful <laughs> that wherever you went did not have jenny and that you you weren't uh you you were late in the sense that you couldn't go to the next store over and try to pick it up um but my, my uh kind of i guess shitty beer story there's a couple 
What is your? I mean, obviously Genesee. So I, I can't even get into. You it. can't like, even what, ask me my favorite shitty no. beer. Is. Yeah. So my favorite shitty beer, I think of all time. Man, Rolling Rock maybe. Maybe is my is probably the one that I had. Like I'm talking like Keystone, Natty, do you ever, Genesee, do you ever, Bush. Um, I'll drink Bush too. I guess Bush. I, Bush is up there. I think it, Bush is pretty neutral though. And some some people like. To me, Coors Light is it's like. It's 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 like a shitty beer in disguise. Cause people will drink it, but to me, but to me, like Coors Light doesn't. Taste, it tastes like water. It's so bad. But so many people drink Coors, Light, <laughs> drink Coors Light that it like to me it's like, it's it's like it's like the, uh, it's like the sh- it's like the shitty beer that somehow got in the popular crowd that people will drink it. You know what it was? Is they did a good job at making it sexy with the mountains and everything. Yeah, and cha- I think so. And, and because what, they, what they've done that. I guess Genesee hasn't done is they've just always been like that NASCAR type of yeah fucking Coors Light kind of beer yeah, where like nice, Genesee yeah. is like you know yeah. there's like three fifty year olds drinking it. So, so my uh, my my, my uh, so I'd probably say Rolling Rock is like my favorite like low class beer. You would, you would classify Rolling oh, Rock? Oh for sure. Okay. <clears throat> so I think Rolling Rock. I don't know why, but maybe that's that's the one I pick now. I remember my sister. So my sister went to U Albany. So I remember going down to U Albany, mm-hmm. and I was 21 at the time. And uh, they're like, oh, "We need drinks, blah blah blah." So, I'm like, what do you guys want? And they go, uh, "Whatever, whatever." What? And and one kid goes, "Well, here here's my my money. I'll, I'll uh, pick up some Keystone." So I was like 21 at the time, I think. I don't believe you, but carry on. So the guy goes, "Keystone," and I go. There's no chance in hell I'm buying Keystone. The guy gives me like whatever, whatever it was for 30 rack of Keystone, like 14 bucks or 15 bucks. So I'm like, we're gonna know what we're gonna do. We're gonna spend five dollars more and get blue light. Like we're just gonna we're gonna splurge a little. Like I'll pay I'll pay the difference. Like it's fine. Because so this kid was like, like in college, like I get it. You're trying to save five bucks. So I'm like, yeah, I'm not saving five bucks to drink that crap all night long. So so I introduced um, this kid to. Blue light, which to be honest, in Albany is hard to find. Is it? it, it well, this was 2010, 11. I've never looked for 12. it in Albany. I've yeah, been there it, plenty of times. It might be, might, it might be more popular now. Back then, it was tough. I actually had to go to a couple spots because they're like, we don't have that. I'm like, okay, well, I'm not getting Bud Light. I already told you, I don't, I don't like it. But, um, so I think that's my my my, my shitty beer story. Is I, I somehow got some kid off a of Keystone, hopefully into a better tasting beer. So I had uh, me and my friend, my friend Frankie. We're like always like trying out new beers and like you said, college, like trying to find. So we just stumbled across the Keystone Ice. So it's not Keystone Light because that's just, that's like whatever's left in the beer bottle. They just dump it out into a big keg. Yeah. Fair, fair. Yeah. Which is pretty much what that is, right? Fair, yep. So, but Keystone Ice packs a punch and it's like 37 cents for a gallon of it. And you would drink seven of them. Have a good time. The next morning you would wake up like somebody's has a jackhammer on your forehead. But have you ever go to the monopole in Plattsburgh? I, I've been, yes. Okay, they have a picture of Rolling Rock, and they did have Genesee for a while, but Rolling Rock for $5. Was this wing night? Dude, this is any night of the week. This okay, is today. So, no, no, but if you go, I haven't been to uh, monopole in a while, but one of my first ever experiences of going like to the bars in Plattsburgh, I just turned 21. Uh, late December, and we went before New Year's. I had a couple, I had a cousin up, and a bunch of high school buddies. And the cousin went out. Oh, he was a little bit older, him and his wife, and a bunch of high school buddies went out. And uh, it was wing night, mm-hmm. 
at, which I think was Wednesday night. Yep. So we literally went out and got wings. So the <laughs> they had pitchers of Rolling Rock for $1.75. Nice. So that was basically all we drank the entire time we were there until we went to the next place. Um, and I'm sure there's, you know, well, I doubt any old pe- older people are listening to this, but I know like 50 cents, whatever. But like a $1.75 pitcher is dirt cheap. It's so cheap. And uh, that's what we ended up, and this was probably like 2011 or so. So we ended up drinking that, mm-hmm. and uh, I just remember, and I, and now granted, I haven't had it in a while, mm-hmm. but I, I think when I did have it, I was young enough to just kind of like Roll with it. know that it was better than the other shitty beers. Yeah. So that's probably why I'm like, now I'd like to actually have a Rolling Rock now and just like compare because I haven't, sorry, that, I, I haven't had the, uh, I, I really haven't had this whole spectrum recently because like I said, I've. Luckily, as I've gotten older, my, my palate's changed, and I've been able to afford better beer than that. But Well, I was on a kick for a while where I just did, like, I was just like, uh, actually, you know what? I love Long Trail Ale, too. Okay. I don't drink that often, but. You should start. Okay. Just start, dude. I can't do this. Well, it's just one that I never end up. It's like uh, like Ubu. It was, it was good. Yeah, but, like, it's one of those beers that I like, I might have had a bottle once ever. Like, it's just not one I order. So, well, so I was on, it's like... probably phenomenal. I just never order it. I, I was on, like, a switchback Long Trail L for a while. Then I realized, like, it's good. But uh, one thing where this is where I was sold on Joe Rogan is I went to go see him live in Cleveland, Ohio. Is He's pretty good stand-up? Oh, he's phenomenal. Okay. You ever watch his stand-up? I've seen his specials. Okay, um, yeah. So I went to so go... they're fun. I mean, I just... So I, what was it? Um... The, the one before last um, Triggered Triggered Yep I went to go see that show And I'm in Cleveland, Ohio And uh, it's just mob So I'm just gonna buy As much beer as possible So I'm like What do you guys got? And there I see it A 32 ounce can of Genesee I'm like I'll take Soul. As many of those as I can Soul. So yeah now I was a Joe Rogan fan before But if I wasn't I would've been But uh, That's amazing um, So how many com- comedians Have you gone seen? I saw Jim Norton, who I'm a big fan of, okay. uh, Daniel Tosh, who I love, okay. and Joe Rogan. But I'm usually like once a year, I try to go see either a concert or a comedian. Who's your Who's your favorite comic? I liked. I actually like Joe Rogan a lot. I like Jim Norton a lot. Um, I think um, what's his name? Uh, Jesus Christ! Uh, the the shot, the man show there. Um, oh, Jesus Christ! Um, not Jimmy Kimmel. Who's the other one? Adam Carolla. Adam Carolla is really good. Um, believe it or not, I watched Ellen DeGeneres' last special, and I think she's incredibly talented. Because every she, part of it, me it, wants to hate her, but she's really talented. You, you know, I, 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 like, I like Ellen. The, the, uh, the funny thing is, I think she did that with a huge hiatus of actually doing any kind of stand-up. Yes. Oh, the last one she did was in the early 2000s. Yeah, I was going to say, she, she'd been out of the game for a while. And, and it's the same thing. You're going to be rusty. So there, there was like, she did some funny things. Like, I, I uh, my, my favorite comic is Kevin Hart. I saw him in Albany. He's good. And I just, I, he, he just cracks me up. He's funny. He's hilarious. I think it's, I think it's his, it's just, it's his delivery. Is perfect. And, and, and he is, uh, I went and saw him down in um, whatever his latest last one was. This is probably three years ago now that I went and saw him, but um, it it was just so funny. And I've watched all the specials, and it's just the one where it's like I could just pop it on. I know the joke. Yeah. It's just the delivery of it is is amazing. But um, the last Joe Rogan special was really good on Netflix. Yeah. 
Um, I thought he did a good job on that. And it's kind of funny because you, I listen to the show, so you know it's upcoming, which yeah. kind of gets you like excited about it. Um, but there's times like I'll put on, there's other guys on there, and uh, Brian Callen, I've never seen a full stand-up. I've seen clips of he's him, funny. and he's pretty funny. He's funny. But then you get to like uh, Chris D'Elia and Theo Vaughn. Yeah. And they have a certain, they're both funny. I find that, at least this was the special with uh, Chris D'Elia, he's more funny on stand-up. Just putting him down and just letting him, like freestyle kind of comic thing, yeah. or just whatever pops into his head and just kind of like improvs it, is way more funnier than I thought his actual, like his actual thought out special was. Yeah. I just think he's he's very quick-witted and just more funny in the moment. Yeah. And if you ever watch him on Instagram and stuff, he's funny. Theo Vaughn, I think, is the actual same thing. He's more funny to me doing a podcast, being um, like quicker on his feet and trying to come up with something on the spot versus <laughs> planning out the whole show and then delivering where I think someone like Kevin Hart is funny, but you give Kevin Hart time to make material and make Dude, the whole show, the, he's very tough to beat. The thing... I w- as far as delivery and as far as making anybody laugh, because there's like things like uh, Amy Schumer. Saw her live, did not like her. Uh, you couldn't, you couldn't make me laugh at Amy Schumer. But if you, she, she, even- I didn't find she was her com- her comedy to me is just very boring. And I, to be honest, I think it's I could be wrong. It's probably the way she delivers, but I find it's very boring. Where she'll start, or not boring, lazy. It Meaning is. she'll say a joke and then she'll there's like a pause where Damn, she almost doesn't. Like, yeah, and she almost is the same joke over and over, and almost like a pause where she doesn't really know where to take it at that point. And then just, and it's, it's like it really just dies down. Yeah. And then she tries to go into something else, and it just doesn't seem very well well thought out. Where Kevin Hart is like ding 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 ding. Dave ding Chappelle. I actually forgot. Dave Chappelle's another one too. Yes. Did you watch his last stuff on Netflix? I he had two that came out. I. I watched the first one, I think. I didn't watch did you, the second one. Did you watch one. the O.J. Simpson one where he's like, he, dude. So he, I, I might have. I don't remember. Dude, it, but so, it could have been the one I watched. So he did this thing where he started. He starts off, and Joe Rogan does this too, where he starts off telling a joke that's like pretty funny. And then, you know, you kind of forget about it. And then it's like, boom, there's that thing again. You're like, Jesus Christ. And he, he brings it full circle. Yeah. And so Dave so, Chappelle did. So Kevin Hart is the exact same way. But yeah. Keep going. So Dave Chappelle in his last bit or one of his last shows did this thing where he's like, let me tell you about the three times I met OJ Simpson. And he talks about an awkward interaction. Basically it's him as a young kid and OJ didn't want anything to do with him. And then he does, I'm talking 15, 20 minutes. And then he's just like sitting there. Second time I met OJ Simpson and the crowd goes wild. Cause it's hilarious. Like, Oh, this fucking thing again. And then he's like, yeah, he's a little more famous and blah, blah, blah. blah. And he wanted to meet me and everything. And then he starts doing this bit and he's like, guys, thanks for coming out. I appreciate it. You know, thanks for having me back. And the whole crowd stands in this huge ovation because it was a perfect set. Comes back out and says, the third time I met O.J. Simpson. <laughs> and then he's like, uh, he's like, yeah, Dave, I was wondering if we can get a picture. And he goes, no, nah, I don't think my career can handle that. Got to go. <laughs> yeah, no, D- D- Dave Chappelle, like I've heard from multiple. Now, uh, I, I never watched the, the Chappelle show. What? I know. What? True story. I, I just, I, um. Uh, Tosh 2.0 never watched Dude. I know I know this blows people's minds like I didn't watch a lot of I, I didn't become like interested in like comedy kind of stuff until probably recently I was always when I was in school like probably when those shows were really in their height like their their height I was just more into sports mm-hmm. no you can, you can open that um, you want it yeah you can open it okay I was gonna um, say you gotta I brought six of these you gotta drink. yeah no you're good am I pushing 
no, because I'm a pusher. I'm just kind of, I'm just kind of like milking that one. So, um, but the thing is, like, I was more like sports and stuff going throughout the. Uh, I was more into sports and stuff. So, like, to me, watching like Comedy Central, watching those things, I just really never got into. Um, obviously, people love both those shows, yeah. and people, it's it's kind of one where people have, like. Oh, did you remember remember the Dave Chappelle skit? It's almost like Saturday Night Live. Do you remember the Saturday like the yeah. SNL skit? And I'm like, to be honest, like, I watched SNL four times a year when I just happened to stay up that late. I never recorded it. I really didn't care. Yeah. Um, still don't. I, I don't care about SNL. Like like, like like the 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 uh, the intro, and I might might have um might have stayed up pat like to the weekend update, which is probably around twelve o'clock, and then I'd go to bed. Yeah. Like, and I wasn't. It really had to be one. Well, I was up the, to the, see it. the thing where I think Tosh.0 and the Chappelle show are important for culture is because Dave Chappelle's take on race relations are just perfect and funny. And he, <laughs> he, he just did, made it a point to like, he said things you just can't say. And, and in the time we're living in, I can't believe Daniel Tosh says the shit he says. I mean, his stand-up... See, I don't know him that well, so I... Daniel Tosh, as far I mean, as... I know who he is, but I don't but know But as far as he's a mainstream comedian, he's making uber amounts of money, and he publicly goes on stage and says the craziest shit, where I'm like, dude, I'm sitting there in Albany, like, no fucking way, dude. Like, so I think that it's important to keep those two around as long as we can. Yeah. Um, no, I think I think comedy's fun. The... the uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, like, when, when I went to... Most, I mean, almost every comedy special, those guys have said that skit 200 times before they've ever stepped on that stage. You know what I mean? So, like, it's very it's very scripted. Very clean, yeah. Um, and I find, like, someone like Kevin Hart is so scripted when he goes off. He's phenomenal. Yeah. But he's so scripted that literally, like, he's not even really, like, adjusting to anything. He's just talking, talking, talking. Now, I've seen comics on lesser... Lesser stages, meaning like a small comedy club yeah, or something. Yeah. And uh, we we go down to uh, Naples every year, and I've I've been to the club probably two or three times, and it's it's a comedy club down there. I saw uh, Naples, Florida. Okay, sorry, gotcha. Naples, Florida. Yep. And uh, Dave Coulier, Uncle Joey from uh, Full House. I saw him live. He, he was good. He was the he was like the real big name one that I ever saw. But they had a they had another guy, T.J. Miller. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. So you've heard of him? Yeah. yeah. Um. So he was a little more like, he was more, more like Dave Cooley was a very clean comic. Mm -hmm. he, like, I never swore, very clean, still funny, kind of like a Seinfeld kind of thing. Yeah. But, but then you get, uh, TJ Miller was a little more, but he was a little more vulgar. But the thing was when you were like, he would also be the guy in the stands, like, like making fun of the person in the crowd. Like some guy would say something and they would get on the hecklers or they would get on. And I think you need to have a little bit of that. But granted, when I've ever seen Kevin Hart, he is in a, Stadium of people, so it's more tough to do it than if you're in a comedy club of like fifty to a hundred. Do you remember the Kevin Hart special where he's talking about his dad getting beat up, and he's talking about? I, I, I've seen him also. Yeah, yes, he I, does this. I can't even remember if it was that joke, but he does this thing like you know you're about to get fucked up and start warming up your feet. He does does the sound where you just hear like slap slapping the thought, dude. That's so funny. Yeah, he's perfect. I actually uh, saw Lewis Black too. I wasn't yeah Lewis Black, you know. Whatever. Yeah, I don't. I've never seen him. Um, he just yells loud. Yeah, so I mean, the, the, it, it's definitely an art form, but I think there, there's people that are much better than others, and some 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 of them that I find like I'll go to it, and I'm like, they were okay, they weren't great, and then 
I mean, some of those ones I talked about on Naples, the opener guy is is, is incredible. Yeah. Like, oh my god! Like why? Is, like honestly, like the you're good, like the headline, but I want to hear that guy because he's so quick witted. There was one guy that went in. It was just roasting the crowd. And, I mean, talk about witted or witty. It's like the guy would say something and be like, boom. And then they'd say something and be like, boom. And it was like it was so quick that the person saying anything was like, I, I don't want to say anything else because you will come back with yeah. like some straight fire and just like. Well, I think comedy in these past couple of years has sort of died out with, you know, just our, our political climate and everything. And I don't really want to get into politics, but I'm just sick and tired of seeing every comic, you know, fuck Trump. Trump's a Nazi. 2016 was hard. It's like, dude. And that's one thing why I, I really thought Ellen. I actually watched that Ellen special to be mad. And oh, oh, the last one. Netflix special. And I was like, you know, she didn't do any of that and was still pretty funny. So, yeah. And I, I don't know. I'm just tired of like the, you know, Trump. It's kind of like beating on, a, on, on the same drum or, yeah, or playing the like, old record. Yeah. Like Trump is literally Hitler. Oh, is he? Okay. All yeah. Right. Yeah. No, I, I think there's, um, yeah, there, there's, there's a lot of that. I think, I think like, uh, even watching the Jerry Seinfeld, did you ever watch? Did you watch that one, the Netflix special? Yes, actually, I did. So, so it was like basically what he was doing was taking old jokes that he had said prior at some point in his career, yeah. and was like recycling them to make be like they're still funny. Like, yeah. and and the thing is, like, he's very he's a a, a relatively clean comic. You yeah. Know? Um, and you can have both. I'm I'm all for Kevin Hart is not clean. Love him. Jerry Seinfeld, I thought was great. When I saw Dave Coulier, I thought he was great. Like I actually it, thought that Seinfeld special was perfect. It was amazing. I thought was, that was great. It was it was really well done. Um, now he he can be Jerry can be a little bit of like he's kind of got that whiny. Yeah. Like what are you kinda, talking about? Yeah, yeah. exactly. He kind of complains a little bit, but at the same time, there's a lot of. I think he went off on that one about like it was like Uber and taxis, and he kind of yeah. went off a little more like uh, more mainstream kind of stuff. But it was uh, it was still funny. It was like the delivery, but. It's it. I still find it. It's challenging for guys like that to make fun of something without just sitting there and, you know, dropping f bombs or yeah. dropping or you know because I think that's an easy out. Yeah. Like people will laugh at that, but to me it's like a cheap laugh. Like I, it's kind of like when I do, uh, like social media, like for my, my my business. I, on my, social media business part of my like account, I don't post my wife and kid. It's it's a decision I made. There's people that. You know, there's agents that will post their kid. Again, their, their decision, I've always looked at that as one, I just don't want to put my kids out publicly like that. And then also to me, it's like, it's kind of like a, a cheap like thing. It's like putting your dog out there or something or like, like that. Or like, yeah, exactly. Like, I'd rather, I'd rather get the, the likes based on my own merit or success versus, well, I'm, so I think a lot of that is kind of like the, dropping an F-bomb in a comedy is kind of getting that very easy like out to get a like I, or get a, com- or a laugh. I am, I am so over Instagram. And the worst thing is, is I have these things, like I'm saying, like, it's almost like I'm like trying to punish myself. Like, it's like, I'm like, no, like everything about like just people, I guess, pisses me off. And the fact that like, I think I follow, like I try to trim it down. I literally go through my followers and just like, eh, I don't care. And so I try to trim it down to keep followers it, or following people that I follow. Yeah. Follow. Yeah. Yeah. You're following people. Yeah. Yep. So people that I'm following and I try to trim the fat so because I just, yeah. uh, I just, I don't know. Instagram, I think, is it really says a lot about this culture, and it's really weird. Like the whole, like the people making like money, and like you just go through these accounts, and it's like but, 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 yeah. but, and yeah. then it's like, oh, here's me and my friend with their butt, and then you go down a rabbit hole, and it's just it, I don't know. It, it's funny because, <laughs> and then like you know, like oh, like look at my new puppy. It's like all right, and you click a like on it. It's like fuck. I'll take yeah. a shower after. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, my 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 thing with. Uh, 
with Instagram. Um, I'm on it a lot because obviously a business. So there's two things. I have two Instagram accounts. I have my I do my, too. my personal and I have my business. Yeah. Um, my business I'm on multiple times a day. Yeah. Um, I use it as a marketing platform. I use it as a connection platform. I use it as purely like business development, business you know um, publicity and brand and all that. My personal one, I probably post once a month, maybe mm-hmm. once every two months. Um, I don't really post much. I usually post whatever I find is like a funny pic or a really good picture I get with me and my son. I'll post that again on a private account. Yeah. Um, and it's just one of those where um, I don't go on it as much. I used to and then I've really just switched to my business because now when I find – when I go on social media or go on Instagram, the amount of information I'm consuming is about 20% of what I'm putting out. Meaning I'll put out 80% of the time on social media, I'm doing stories, I'm doing posts, I'm, I'm checking analytics of stuff. And about 20% of the time, I'm actually scrolling through my feed to consume what's on social media. Now, what you had kind of said too is... There's going to be a time because the algorithm for Instagram or whatever will change. Mm -hmm. And these, you know, the when you look at the college girl that has a thousand, two thousand, three thousand, four thousand followers who all she does is post, you know, pictures where what I call like thirst pics, basically, meaning, you know, picture half naked or whatever now granted like any other guy like okay she's an attractive girl but at the same time these people that are like relying on that yeah it's as like weird to me it's crazy because like at some point that ship's gonna sail yeah either i mean either you're gonna you're gonna age out of that or there's gonna be an algorithm change or something's gonna happen where all of a sudden you putting a photo of you on the beach or you, you know, whatever with some stupid caption that has nothing to do with the photo. Yeah. You know what I, you know what I mean? Like these like dumb little cute photo, fo- like, like a country gonna, music lyric. Well, yeah. Like something that has nothing to do with the photo or, you know, I play the or blah, 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 whatever the dumb, stupid thing is. But you're literally putting it out there. The problem is it's not necessarily what you're putting out. The problem is on the back end. Exactly. What's happening is these girls, and I'm going to say girls because I think it has more to do with, with the, the, the female no, figure. Yeah, for sure. Um, I don't see, now guys, granted, if guys go to the gym and post photos of them lifting, it's the same, it's the same thing. So I would say even guys that post all their photos on the gym. But, but guys are following both of those types of accounts though. That's yeah, what's both. Important. But, but, but the thing is, there's, those people are going on to I'm posting stuff for awareness, so we're we're, we're equally on that. Mm-hmm. I literally go check on my analytics to see did that post reach who I want to reach and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. From more a hundred percent business standpoint, I really don't look much further than that. Where they're posting it at like people, a self-esteem. Are people kind paying of thing. attention to me? A self-esteem thing, which to me is has to do with our culture a little bit in the sense that. I was talking to you before. Maybe it was in the podcast or before. I could care less if anybody actually listens to this podcast because right. I'm not really doing it. I get more enjoyment of like talking to you. I've never met you and, and yeah. having a conversation versus, God, how many downloads did I get? How many comments? Yeah. Whatever. That really doesn't matter to me. It's the same thing in a lot of stuff I do. I really don't care people's yeah. opinions. I put it out where I find like people that put stuff out and they rely on that post for like 
the self-esteem pat on the back um it, it's kind of it's it's kind of sad to me that people rely on that as their form of like validation that they're doing something correct so is it so yeah so i had and i and i'm meaning to write a podcast about this this is gonna get pretty weird and i already pretty much have and i'm just waiting for the to whatever so i had uh this is gonna come full circle why i have a problem with instagram now but i had given up uh not given up like i was addicted to it but uh I, I don't use porn anymore. I, I've cut porn out of my life probably six months ago. You're laughing, but... So I just kind of have a problem with that. I kind of think that it's almost like... A, like you said, like Amy Schumer slapstick comedy except times 10. So I um, was going through my Instagram and I was said, well, this is kind of like porn. I guess I'll delete that. You know, like these fit fam girls that are, you know, doing mm-hmm. squats and, you know, yoga shorts and stuff. I said, well, yeah, I don't really need to see that. I don't want to see that and everything. And... Uh, so I came to one of my friends from high school who has, you know, an amazing ass and makes, I think she makes money doing it. I'm not entirely sure, but she has mm-hmm. like a billion followers and like a million likes and all that stuff. And it, and it, that's when it dawned on me. I'm like, this is like some kind of like porn that's like mainstream now. Softcore. Yeah. It, yeah. But is it though? I mean. I would say fall in that category. If we, let's, let's look at hardcore porn in the 1970s and then compare it to what, to Instagram. Mm-hmm. I'll take Instagram every day. You know what I mean? If we're going to, and so I just kind of feel like when you get into like these girls and if you look at like, there's the last Miss Universe is one, um, her name is, uh, Sonia something. And she has million, literally millions of followers. And, uh, I don't even know what her face looks like. And, uh, she had a live video the other day that I watched. And for the first time I followed it for a couple months, I didn't realize she didn't speak English. You know, it's like this weird thing. Like you have millions of people don't even know what you sound like, don't even really know what your face looks like. And, you know, there's a market behind your ass, literally. Like, you know, you're selling tights, you're selling things. I'm like, that's kind of, I think, bad as a culture to, to look at that and glorify that, I think. Well, well the, the funny thing is, and of course, I, I kind of always spin it business-wise. Like, no offense, how long are you going to have that body? Exactly. But realistically, I mean, if you're putting all your eggs in one basket, meaning I'm 100% image based, mm-hmm. meaning I'm, it's like a, it's like a, it's like a pro athlete. A pro athlete has a shelf life of, in a good career, ten years. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, there's there's a lot of guys that go into whatever professional sport, the league or whatever, at 20, 21, 22. And they're they're re, they're done by the time they're 30. They're either cut. That's a or, long. Then that's an average long lifespan. And that's too. average. Yeah, that's long. I mean, there's guys that go in one or two years and are done. Most of them. Yes. Yes. And and so when you really look at that, like, it's amazing when. Think think LeBron James. Okay, mm-hmm. LeBron James has been in the league since 2004. Mm-hmm. Okay, so LeBron James is now in his 14th or 15th year. Yeah. If you can believe that, he is. 30, he'll be 35 this year, I think, roughly about that time period. And you're talking to him like he's had the best of the best. He's had a very successful longevity career, and he's a complete anomaly. Now, the thing is, how many 37-year-olds do you know, 38, 39? They're not that old. Yeah. So you look at someone like LeBron, who will be fine. Trust me, LeBron's fine. He's got other ventures. But how many people go into the league of sports – and they were out by 25, 27, 30. We're, we're already talking. We're, we're mid to late 30s right now. We have our whole lives ahead of us. And I find a lot of these people 
on the Instagram. Like, I don't care. It doesn't affect my life. But I'm saying if, if they're putting all their eggs in one basket, and, like, that's cool. But guess what, honey? When you're now in this hot thing at 21, what are you going to look like at 31, 41, 51? Yeah. And are you going to be – and the other thing is that market is so saturated now. You want likes? Go do that. But the thing is, like, I hope you have a backup plan in life. Well, how many – and this is one thing I'm sick and tired of, too, with Instagram, too. And it really, like you're saying, like, I feel bad. Um, the like the sponsored accounts. How many times do you get like a like you see like a stranger and it says sponsored underneath? Do you know what mm-hmm. I'm talking about? And I'm like in like the whole like fit. Like if, if your name's uh, Katie, you know you've Kate Kate fit whatever, mm-hmm. yep. and it's like you pay money, you give Instagram money. They're laughing all the way to the bank to make your. How does it work? Like there's an algorithm to where like so many more people will ranch out and everything. Mm-hmm. And you see this and it's like, let's just say, you know, you have a great enough ass to where, I don't know, how many people are actually going to follow you? A hundred maybe? So 30. You even say a million. You know what I mean? Even a hundred thousand, two hundred thousand, a million. That's a lot of people. You know what I mean? In, in the, the general scheme of things. I mean, That's you a ton have, of people. But at the end of the day, what's that get you? Yeah. Like in these, these girls aren't, producing any content there's not like a plan there's not it's like what do you like what is this why am i even on here why have well, we spent well, 20 minutes talking about it well, well, yeah but you're, you're you're the same as the next two million girls that are doing the same thing Exa- yeah and so and now and i think that number is pretty low that you just threw out there yeah and i'm sure it is like i mean i take myself as a realtor now i'm not trying to be a realtor the top realtor in the world the top realtor in the united states I can only sell geographically as yeah. far as I can pretty much drive, mm-hmm. to be fair. You know, um, so my goal is a very small niche community in upstate New York. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And to be, I mean, it's like even talking going down to, you know, Essex County or I wouldn't say Essex County. We, we go there a little bit. But like going down to like Queensbury is, is like out of my range. And that's not a far drive. Just because time Do you go wise, that far? No, because time oh, okay, wise, gotcha. just like to me to drive down there. Do whatever and drive home. It's just not worth it. If I was a brand new agent, sure. The other thing is, it's a different market. I mean, even though it's an hour and a half south, it's a different market. And now, now, could I understand the market very quickly? Yes, I can do my, I can do my research. I can probably figure out some stuff very quickly. But at the same point, we're limited geographically. But my also, my thing too is, my appearance does not really matter too much. I mean, if I'm Oh, I think it does. If, but if I'm 39, 49, 59, 69, like when I'm... Right, I got what you're saying, yeah. Yeah, meaning like I'm going to be more successful just by the person that I am and, and my knowledge set than basically like... You got I mean, great Gion's abs. A little bit, Gion's a little bit older than he yeah. used to be. You know, like nobody cares about that. Not in my business. So like mine, I I don't really have a shelf life yeah. on that. People that put it out for vanity's sake, like you have a shelf life. Mm-hmm. Even if it's the dude that's lifting at the gym that's like... You know the the cover model of men's health or whatever. You have a shelf life, yeah. And then it's like you got to have your stuff figured out because guess what? When you're 35 or 40, that ship sailed, yeah. Because guess what? There's a better looking 25 year old that's going to come up and take that spot, yeah. And it, it's just to me, it's kind of a like you said, like a generational thing. It's, it's well, my what it, I have a problem with is I I think our generation. We talk about this a lot on Slop Dog Rodeo. And I think maybe I'm schizophrenic because I keep referring to we, but I'm talking about me. Um, <laughs> I, last week, we have our whole culture is so into like instant gratification. And I almost feel like largely we haven't like looked any 
we haven't looked past our Instagram likes, you know, to where like the, the 22 year old girl who gets 5,000 likes on her asshole pretty much, mm-hmm. you know, they haven't thought past like, okay, you're making money selling gym shark leggings or whatever. What do, what are you going to do after that? Like, let's just, you know, what are you going to do when things don't look the same way? Like, what do you, and it's going to be interesting to see us old. It's going to be interesting to see us at 45 years old and just to take a look around and see what the hell is going on. Well, it's funny because, like, I'm like, at what point is it will happen? At what point is Instagram irrelevant? But it'll, I know what you're saying. And we said that about MySpace. We said that about Facebook. Mm-hmm. It's like that. You watch South Park. You don't watch South Park. But anyway, there's a South Park episode. Um, where they were after Britney Spears. It was a famous episode. And basically what the whole population was trying to do is to make Britney Spears kill herself so the har- the crops could harvest. Dude, it was hilarious. So um, they're like, oh, what do we do now? And like, oh, we just wait for the next one. And then Miley Cyrus comes on the TV and they all like look at her and goes, oh, twos. Yeah. Oh. And like, it's like, she's using the next one. So anyway, like there's always going to be Instagram. You know, since well, there'll, there'll be something. That's what I mean. Like, yeah. is, there was MySpace, and then there's Facebook, and then yeah. Twitter, and then now there's Instagram. And but, but it's it's funny Snapchat. When, yeah, it's funny when these people put all the eggs in one basket. Like, it's kind of it's think think about it as di- like uh, diversifying investments. Mm-hmm. Like, if you were to put all your money in the stock market instead of putting it in stock market bonds, real estate. Um, cash, gold, whatever it may be, commodities. Like if you start, think about your social media, your presence, okay? Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, podcasts. Those are four big platforms that I have. Now, if Instagram tomorrow got deleted out of business, they totally wiped out that app. Um, I'm sure there would be another app that would eventually take its place, would take time, I look at it as diversification. I'm good. I got other platforms I can use. It's kind of like, you know, if the, the market tanks and a certain investment, it's like, I'm good. Foreign markets collapse. Cool. I got stuff domestically or whatever. So I, I kind of use that. That's kind of the, the platform. One, I can reach more people. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? But the other thing is, is like, if shit hits the fan, if this whole podcast thing is a complete waste of time and, and completely tanks, besides the fact that I just find it's fun for me to do mm-hmm. then that's fine i got other avenues yeah. i can go down but i think a lot of these people don't they've literally put all their eggs in one basket yeah. with the hope that we're just going to succeed and a lot of these people i'm like what do you what do you actually do yeah well, you're you're you're, you're a male female model but you don't like what's your job like do you, i mean you obviously get paid through this but like when this ship sails like what are you doing i i just think overall it, it's just problematic for I guess people to be exposed to that much sexual like exposure. I just, I just think it is. I don't know. Maybe it's me. Call me old fashioned or whatever, but I just, eh, I don't know. Old fashioned with the Gen C. I am. I guess I'm basically, that's what we're trying to do here. Slop dog radio is bring old man bar culture back. (laughs) So, um, so I kind of wanted to, uh, ask you about this. So one, I didn't know that, you were in wrestling yep. originally. Then I saw you got kind of like the cauliflower thing going on. Yep. So you've obviously now, what's your background wrestling wise? Um, well, I mean, this can go, I mean, how much time you got? Cause this is, uh, I mean, I mean, whatever. I, don't know if you want to uh, I mean, wrestling has been my whole life since when did you start? Um, I lost a bet 
in sixth grade. I can't remember what it was, but uh, Bobby Thompson said if I something didn't happen, I had to wrestle. And I was like, you know, that gay thing, you know, you wear tights and a goofy helmet. I don't want to do it. So I did it, and I did okay. And then um, I met a guy named Sean Nolan who, who kind of recognized that I had no talent and um, I'm not very quick. I wasn't incredibly strong and uh, was basically going to be bad at the sport forever. So... Um, he just convinced me to just keep working at it. And, um, my first years in modified were tough and he just always told me, you know, this isn't a sprint. This is a marathon. And then my, I made varsity my freshman year only because a starter at 125 got a concussion and I was 23 and 17. Now what makes that number even worse is that five of those wins were forfeits. So I was 17 and 17. So, um, I just, with a lot of support from my parents, you know, they said, you know, basically what it was is you're, I mean, they never said this to me, but basically you're too dumb to do anything else. If you're going to have a future, it's going to be this. So, um, it was, I went to, I mean, my parents aren't rich by any means, but they do okay. And if I wanted to go across the country, I went to Fargo, North Dakota, um, I went to Atlanta, Georgia, Pennsylvania. I just went everywhere that there was a big tournament. I went and, um, that next year I won the section. It was 38 and something six maybe. And then I became like a good wrestler. And so my senior year came around and I placed in the, the, I placed in the state my junior year and, um, I didn't place my senior year. I was ranked third in the state and, um, just had a bad showing, whatever you want to say. So, um, I talked to Sean, who I consider him my mentor, said, so, you know, what are you going to do? And I said, you know, I'm going to give, uh, I want to wrestle in college. And he, you know, basically I wasn't going to, I had no desire to go to college. So I found this community college in the middle of nowhere by Buffalo. And, which is Jamestown? Which is Jamestown. Okay. So I went there and I was the most outstanding wrestler for my region. Went to nationals, ran away from... Is that region three, the NS? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or whatever, yeah. Yeah, so I was the MOW for that region. And then, uh, so so it's just always been like, uh, I've just always had like, I guess I've always just kind of came short of whatever. So then to look back at it, you know, I looked at it and I said, uh, well, you know, I kind of didn't do anything I wanted to do, but I guess I had like this good career in it. So that's kind of been what I've applied to my career in carpentry and everything else. So... Just persistency and hard work, I guess you can say. So I don't wrestle anymore. I don't coach. I actually just lost my coaching job. So where have you been coaching or where did you coach? Uh, I was the assistant coach. For how long? For three years at JCC. Okay. Uh, then I was an assistant coach at Saranac. And then just recently I, lo- I, I got fired because of this my podcast. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. <laughs> um, so I, I did, uh, which, which was kind of funny. Well, we'll say in the wrestling thing. So do you follow... Any wrestling right now? I I mean, yeah, I guess yeah, I follow it all. Like MMA and stuff like that. All of it, yeah. Um, so we uh, I talked a little bit with Matt and then Ryan uh, McNeil, who was on the podcast before. I I like like I like MMA. I've yeah. never wrestled a day in my life. Could not tell you anything about it. Yeah. Um, but I just find that there's a very um, stripped down purity to wrestling, yeah. meaning 
two people in the in the basically the probably the earliest sport that you could think of. Yeah. If it was a sport. And talking about something that's been around generation, like, I mean, through history, yeah. there's always been conflict and fighting and everything else. And there will always, that I would think would be that, you know, humans would never change enough. There's always going to be conflict. There's always going to be fighting, whatever means it is. But to watch guys that are so, to me, well-rounded in a position where you were totally vulnerable to just one other person. Yeah. Is incredible. So I, I that's why I was kind of wondering. I mean, I, I don't know what you watch or kind of what your background is and all that stuff. But um, I, I just I like MMA. I, I find it interesting. I like listening to it. I like watching fights. Well, if you if you did you watch the last fight on Friday? Uh, which one with uh, TJ Dillashaw? Yeah. No, I didn't watch it. No. Well, he lost to Henry Cejudo. Was an Olympic. He did? Oh no shit. Yeah, okay. to who is an Olympic gold medalist in wrestling? Okay. Uh, Conor McGregor. Or uh, sorry. Greg Gillespie, one who's a wrestler from New York, and um, which has actually got me fired up. He liked my uh, slop dog radio post right, right right before the fight. Like I said, like oh, Gregor Gillespie liked your post. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. So you know, started from the bottom out here. But uh, yeah, it just if you you really just see it that wrestlers just do well in fighting, yeah. just yeah. because you can't win. Well, it's like uh, DC. Is it wasn't he? In, um, Who's DC? What's that? Daniel Cormier? Yeah, yeah, he was a wrestler, yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, I mean, obviously, Brock Lesnar was an NCAA champ. Um, Henderson, Johnny Hendricks was a yeah. uh, three-time NCAA champ, or two-time NCAA champ, actually. But, uh, yeah, it, actually, if you want to watch great wrestling, one of the best wrestling matches ever is Johnny Hendricks versus Mark Perry in the NCAA Finals. If you have oh, any okay. interest whatsoever. Yeah. yeah. Just watch that match, and you. Which will, one is it? Seriously, you said what? Johnny Hendricks. Johnny Hendricks versus Mark Perry. Just if you have any interest in combat sports whatsoever, watch that match, and you will become a fan of wrestling. It, it and was, that was what the NCAA final. Yes, okay. it's on YouTube. Just go check it out. That is the epitome of just wrestling, just gutting it out. That was awesome. But uh, anyway. did you? Uh, maybe not. But. Um, Again, I saw another story the other day. So this, uh, you hear you hear about the kid who broke his arm in the state championship game, and his opponent let him win. I say let him win, but finish off the fight. Was he win? Was a kid with a broken arm winning already? Yeah. Okay. So what happened was, and again, I don't know much about wrestling, but it was kind of a cool story where it was high school. The kids were young. Yeah. They're, probably, they're high school age. State championship. I think this was New York. So maybe remember before I talked about the kid with the dreadlocks. I said New York. Yeah. So maybe this was the story from New York. I was thinking about. Uh, so, I'm gonna. I just didn't happen in New York. Which one? The, this story, yeah. It's just a small community. I don't remember a kid breaking his arm. Unless he was like in the finals of like a tournament. like a small Okay, tournament. so I don't know. I, I thought it was New York. Maybe it could be wrong. Yeah. But basically what happened was the two kids were fighting. It was in the state championship. Yeah. And the... It was a big fight. They were the top two ranked kids. And the kid who broke his arm was like clearly going to win the fight. Right. I mean, he wasn't going to get pinned or whatever. And based on the decision, he was going to win. And they, they ended up turning, and the kid snapped his arm. So, or whatever he did, elbow, I don't know, whatever he did. But so basically, what happened is they went back to reset, and literally all the kid had to do, the kid that was losing, was turn around, and just pin the kid. I mean, this kid wasn't gonna fight yeah. you back. And literally, the kid, he started the fight, and the kid with the broken arm was on top. And they started the fight, and literally, the kid on the bottom just flopped over. Yeah. And I don't know the time frame. You yeah. might know. I don't know how long that. Was it two minutes, a minute, whatever? It, it, in high school, it's two, two, two. So it's okay. two. Three, so for two minutes, he basically just, the kid just laid on the ground. Really? 
and did not do a thing. Meaning the kid that knew he was already being out wrestled. So they ended up the the fight ended and the kid with the broken arm won by decision. But I, I I'm kind of looking at that as I think the kid took the high road in the sense like could, like what because my thing is like how would you have felt the kid broke his arm and you you really only won because the kid broke his arm so Do you have a different opinion on no that? I, I have a, 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 the same opinion so there's actually this really cool thing and I guess it stemmed from a bad thing in wrestling so there's this thing in wrestling called a slam rule and it's kind of always been around but uh are we good yeah okay um so we've it's always kind of been around but obviously like it's just gotten worse and worse so basically if you're on bottom and you attempt to stand up and I'm mat returning you, I have to, and it's always hard. Like, is, is this a rule or like an unwritten? No, sport? this is a rule. Rule. Okay. This is a rule. Actually, okay. Jake Nolan, the kid at uh, Saranac who's been in the state finals twice has lost. He's kind of a famous in New York state because he's got fucked over on this rule a couple times in okay. the same tournament. So if I don't protect you sufficient enough on the way down, I lose a point. Now, if you're injured enough to where you can't compete, I lose. So what's starting to happen is say I'm wrestling you, you're up by 16, or no, you can't because I'd be tech, but say you're up by five. I go to stand up and you Matt return me fuck, as hard as you can. And it's an illegal slam. I lose a point. I stay down and say, I can't wrestle because my head hurts. You lose. Nothing stopping me from wrestling this next match. Nothing stopped me from winning a state title. You could be the best kid in the weight. You're beating me by six, but now the best you can do is third. So I've, as a coach, I've been in this position before where we are losing and we get an illegal slam. Ref stops the match. I look at the kid and said, how are you doing? And, you know, <laughs> okay, so I said, what we're going to do is we're going to put a second on the clock. We're going to wrestle for one second call a timeout and you're going to forfeit. So that way the better kid still gets to win. Do you know what I'm saying? Because if it's the injury that takes you out. So say, I mean, let's just say that you punched me in the face. Well, you probably, oh, so you're saying if one of your people went down from the slam rule and was in a position where they couldn't fight anymore, they were injured, whatever. Yeah. They would turn around, fight for one second, then forfeit to give the kid that slammed them the win. If they're winning. If the, okay, gotcha. if it's if it's fucking nope. two to two, then fuck them. We're winning. Yeah. yeah. What's the? So basically, the whole purpose is because you believe that the rules bullshit. It's it it's for it's there for the right reason, but it's turning into bullshit. Gotcha. So it's there to protect the wrestler, but it's being abused. It, it's definitely being abused, okay. and I I mean in um again Jake Nolan, he just he just signed with Binghamton, which is Division One. He's mm -hmm. a tough kid from Saranac, and. Uh, he was, when he was in eighth grade, no, sorry, seventh grade, he was, he took six in the state only because, and this is varsity too, only because he's wrestling a kid named Zach Lawrence from section two, gets a slam call, doesn't get up, he loses, Zach Lawrence wrestles the next match, loses, and then they wrestle each other for fifth and sixth. In that match, Zach Lawrence does the same thing, lays down, his dad yells, stay down, the whole crowd's cheering. His dad's swinging his hat around. They're celebrating because his kid took fifth and Jake had to lose because he quote unquote hurt the kid. So, you know, it's something that's getting abused. Yeah. So if that's my kid in my situation, I said, how are you doing? We're losing the match. We're probably not going to win. You know, give them this match. Unless it's like I said, one of those things we're winning anyway, mm -hmm. or it's, you know, two to two. 
I'll yeah. I'll take it. You know? I get what you're saying. Like if, it, if it's a legitimate dirty slam or whatever you want to call it. Well, sometimes it's not always that. It, it literally comes to the point where. But, but I'm saying like if that's the case, then I I would agree. But if it's something just to the match and the kid turns, there's a lot of times probably that's happened just just by force, meaning just like momentum or it's whatever. It's always an accident. Yeah, it's yeah, almost it's always not, an accident. It's not maliciously yeah. doing it. Yeah, it's almost always an accident. Yeah, so you see that a lot. And, uh, so it's very left to interpretation kind of thing. Yeah. And that that's yeah that that could be problematic, especially when you know that kind of stuff happens. But anyway, yeah. yeah. Um, well, I think that anything else you want to add? No, I mean uh, I'll just plug my Instagram. Yeah. So so uh, we'll, we'll end there. But uh, yeah, Ryan, uh, tell people where where they can find you, where they can find Slop Dog Radio, how they can listen. Um, just kind of, like I said, give, give yourself a little little bit of publicity right now. Um, so, yeah, basically I post a link. I'll even post a link to this show. Make sure you send me one. And yeah. then uh, I always post a picture. Well, not always, but most of the time I post a picture. Always put the link in my bio. Um, I'm on um, podbean.com, which is real simple, free. Uh, just download the app. It doesn't cost anything. Um and I, like I said, I do this every week. There's always a link to my most recent episode there. And uh, that's uh, at Slop Dog Radio and at Rye Guy. That's R-Y underscore G-U-Y 149. So, um, Is Podbean your hosting site? Yeah. Are you on any other platforms? Just Podbean. You know, people tell me they're listening to me somewhere else. Yeah. But I, as far I as think, I think it, so I'm using Podbean too, and I, I'm brand new to all this. And I, um, you met Jordan before, but... Uh, my assistant Jordan, she's been, I, she, she's uh, the uh, the MVP of this. I, I I talk and kind of give some direction, but she's the one that's really putting this into play. Do and, I steal uh, her from you? Syndicating. She she's yeah, she could help you, um, for sure. But I mean, like we've got it on, we should be on iTunes. I got the approval already, and then Google Play, and we're on Spotify currently. So things like that. I don't know. I don't know how to do it either. Yeah, this is this is brand new to me. Um, but yeah, if you ever wanted to be, I can let you know because I. I heard today from Matt Craig at lunch that 50% of podcast listeners listen through iTunes. So yeah. might be might be something. But um, but cool, guys. If you can check out uh, Ryan and Slop Dog Radio at those uh, those sites and links, um, you know, like I said, give them some love. And uh, you know, if you like what you heard here, there'll be more more of that and some on on the podcast. So uh, Ryan, I want to thank you for coming on. Nice sure. meeting you, yeah, obviously, nice to meet you too, and uh, thanks for taking the opportunity. Uh, if you guys have any questions, uh, reach out to Ryan. Reach out to me at Galen Trombley on, on pretty much every platform. Um, this has been Episode 8 of the Galen Trombley Show. We will see you next week. Thanks for listening to the Galen Trombley Show. If you want to reach me, you can go on Facebook at Galen Trombley, on Instagram at Galen Trombley, and on YouTube at Galen Trombley. The spelling, G-A-E-L-A-N-T-R-O-M-B-L-E-Y.